I have a whole rotation of pods that I listen to. Oh, totally, man. And so that, like, it's pretty easy to get yours in because some of the ones I listen to have, like, two and a half hour episodes. Right. You know I know. I mean? Well, like, do you listen to Joe Rogan at all? Some of I his. Don't listen to Joe Rogan. Some of his go on, like, two and three hours and shit. Yeah. I think that's kind of crazy, dude. I don't know. Too, that's too long for Well, the Dan, I don't know if. Dan Cook? Dan Carlin. Oh, no. I don't know him. I know I've hipped uh, Tom up to him, but he's got a couple different pods. He does. Uh, Man, try to get that. You don't have to get the a right politics pod, which I'm not a big politics guy, but he also has um, a couple really good history pods. Oh, that's cool. I don't know if you're into history, but. Um, both. I kind of am into politics and history. Yeah. I like them both, but. I kind of. I like his viewpoints on politics because he kind of. He rides in the middle a bit. And that's good. That's where I ride. Dude, I'm the same exact way. One that I listen to that honestly, I'm sure I think I've said it on the show before that I like have even was inspired at one point, but also have felt like kind of mimicked with this show is Bill Mars. I don't know if you know Bill Maher. Yeah. And he's one where like, I love his show, even though I don't really agree with him on a lot of things, but it's just dude will like speak his mind and he actually have different people. It's not just an echo chamber, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But he had, he has his TV show, which is all about politics, but then he started a podcast that's like just hanging out and, yeah. you know, chilling with his friends yeah. and just shooting the shit about anything. And sometimes politics comes up and that was kind of my thought of this show. I was like, I want to get like some music people together and hang out and shoot the shit. But, you know, maybe we talk about music. Maybe we, we usually do at some point. Yeah, but. yeah. Well, a lo- the ones I listen to aside from like that Dan Carlin shit is um, generally music pods. So. Oh, right, right. I think I have like five or six that I listen to currently. And now yours is added to the list. All right. Of See, course. there so we now, go. Yeah, like we got I said, a listener. Yeah, dude, I got all the episodes already <laughs> in. So it wasn't, didn't take me long. You yeah. know, Eric and, and uh, Nate. Uh, in, in the, the whale. whale. Yeah, those yeah. dudes have a pod. So I've got. Oh, they do? Nate has one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I, I want to get them on this show They've too. They've got some pretty good, like some pretty big people on there. Oh, pod. fuck. They right. have like the dude from Gogo Bordello and shit Whoa. on their episodes. So they they've got some pretty big names jumping up. They have yeah. one the uh, one with the American Rejects guitarist. Have um, they been doing that for a while? They've haven't put out an episode in a while, but they've been doing it for a bit now. Um, so yeah, that one is one that I usually listen to. But like I said, I I haven't seen them post a new episode in a while. So there's yours, theirs, and then the other local one. That I listen to is um, unknown. Our sincerest condolences, oh. Oh, I don't which know is the dudes from Suicide Cages. Oh, see, everybody has a podcast. Because I was going to, do you know? Um, oh my God, I blank it on the name of their band. It's called the Unknown Show. Oh, Milk Toast. Do you ever hear Milk, Milk Toast? Toast? Uh, I. They're yet another band. I've seen them play. Yeah, Lee- yeah, they play like Glass Human or My Blue Heart or something. Yeah, it's like Lehigh. One of Lehigh's band played with them in. Mm-hmm. It was funny they have because, a show too. do you know Monica Rivas? No. She's from, uh, she's in In the Variant, Dancing with Dante. Those are two current bands, but she used to be in Fortune and Fallacy. Don't know any of them. She that sings actually. on uh, one of the tracks on a record. Oh, okay. Um, but she um, she was at that show and she was calling them Milk and Toast. Yeah, I kind of remember that now. That <laughs> oh, sounds yeah, vaguely familiar. we were both at, we're that, at that show. show. That's yeah. right. No, I remember that. <laughs> it was fucking Well, hilarious. I didn't realize too that their name is spelled with like Q's and shit, you know? It's very eccentric, dude. Wait, dude, you make it fucking hard like that. I've often told the guys in Masuji, I'm like, why you name your fucking band Masuji? Like, no one can spell that. No one can look that up. 
I always have to do like a double take. Like when I when I type it, I'm like, you know, Helvetica like is like a made times. up word, but it's easy. It's phonetic though, right? Well, it's not made up though. Oh no, really? No, okay. Oh, dude, what the hell is Helvetica stand for? <laughs> so, uh, do you do you have? The capability to like Google search and Helga. I, do, I usually don't, but I. You know what, Eric? For you, dude. Yeah, if I'll you Google, look it up just on look my up phone. the image of one really quick. A Helgramite. Um, but it's basically a larva form of a Dobson fly. Oh, so you? Oh, they're wow. not. Yeah, almost looks not, like a centipede. Or totally, totally. It's like a centipede millipede, but they swim underwater and oh. they use them for bass fishing. Oh, um, really? Okay. Totally, yeah. Why, so, why then? Why, why did you guys pick Helga? It just sounds cool or? It doesn't sound cool. <laughs> no, it does sound cool. I thought for sure it was a made up like, we're demon, you know, we're just badass fucking demon kids from hell kind of sounding. I like that. I like that. Uh, yeah, before you told me, before you told me it was a bug, I was all about the demon, yeah, demon bugs. So I'll tell you, uh, my grandma, uh, Grandma Peterson, you know how we're all family in the band. Yeah, but what is it? Are you guys brothers or cousins? What is it again? So Troy, Lehigh, and Jared, who Jared is our OG drummer, are all brothers. Oh, okay. And I'm their cousin. And you're the cousin. Yep, oh. yep. So, but Troy and Lehigh are brothers. Yep, yep. And Will, your new drummer, he's not. He's not related. No, but he's just, our brother. I yeah, dude. I just saw him Monday night, Mars Volta. Yeah, he came by the tailgate, kicked my ass in Mario Kart. Oh, dude, he's so good at video games. Yeah, dude. Well, I brought a couple of video games because I'm an idiot. I don't know. I'm a nerd. And I'm kicking everyone's ass in Mario Kart, and he fucking rolls up like you know ten minutes before door and yeah. just throws down and just and I was on top of the world like no one can beat me that motherfucker walking in it was close but no he he had it oh dude he's kicked my ass in in Mario Kart um he's also kicked the shit out of the whole band in Street Fighter Two oh dude now that's good to know because that's really my game in Street Fighter he's game. dude he knows like a, at least a couple moves for every single character yeah. like without having to google them or anything which i I have to google them (laughs) well you know what i have to google mortal kombat and i love mortal kombat (laughs) but i go back and i try to play mortal kombat like i don't remember any of these fucking moves i remember any of the fatalities nothing but it's brutal and badass you know street fighter was like a better game but it wasn't as cool you know yeah it wasn't as brutal for sure for sure there's cool moves though yeah dude that's that one stuck with me over the years and like i would say the same i could probably play any character in the og street fighter 2 Who's your go-to? Ryu, usually. Okay. You. I said Ryu because I'm American, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Chun-Li's yeah. another one. Chun-Li is so badass. And E-Honda. There's a, like, there's a couple of them that are just like almost broken. They're so good. Yeah, I always liked Blanca and then Dalsim. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Yep. Dalsim I used to always play, and I thought he was the best because, you know, you could keep your distance and keep hitting. And then he just too slow. I yeah. had some people back in the day. In the arcades, dude, that's in Pennsylvania where I grew up. That was the thing to do. So you go to the mall and you get dropped off at that arcade. Yeah. You spend hours there just trying to milk every quarter. And usually there's a big line for Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. You put your quarter on the yeah. front of the machine. You know what I'm talking about? And where you grew up? Harrisburg. Okay. Where are um, you guys? You're not from Colorado. I'm from Colorado. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was born in Colorado, but I've lived in California and also Virginia Beach. Uh, oh. So. Where in California? uh la uh walnut county oh, nice okay sure. yeah yeah why the fuck how la is one of those i always like i mean don't get me wrong it's an amazing city it's but i'm always i'm a new yorker I, yeah, yeah. and i have family from new york and i lived in new york for a while yeah so i go to la and i'm just totally out of my element 
But what were you there doing music or? No, I was a little, I was really little. My dad had it. Oh. He took a job out there. He worked for Benjamin Moore Paints at okay. the time. So they t- he took a job out there. So this is when you were a kid. Oh yeah, I was tiny. Yeah. yeah gotcha. It's like four, four or five years old, somewhere in that you range. You spent most of your time in Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yep. Right. I, I spent first grade through high school. I didn't go to college, so. I usually, I always think of Colorado as like all transplants. And yet I swear to God, man. So the vast majority of people I've had sit here with me, they're like, no, I'm from Colorado. Yeah. I grew up. Yep. Yep. I went to Arvada High School. Oh, nice, dude. Yeah. Well, then, you know, um, well, I don't know if there's much of an age difference. He's a little older than me. Uh, but, you know, Ryan Eschenbach. Oh, yeah. 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 I think, your drummer. Yeah. Well, and actually. One of your drummers. Yeah. One of my drummers. <laughs> and I'm mixing it up. It's actually his wife grew up in Arvada. He's he's from. That's right. He married a girl that went to Arvada. I think. We yes. Nicole. About- we talked about that. Yeah, that, and I'm confused. So that if anybody, you would know her. But she's like a local, you know, we'll go to like the 12 vault sometimes and hang out. And just and run into everybody. Yeah, I mean, now knows. that they, he lives, he's lived there for a while. He yeah. bought a house there years ago. So they know everybody. And it's just a cool town, man. I got a fun story about the 12 vault. Yeah. So. It's a um, divey ass little bar. The diviest town, bar. Arvada. So back when I was uh, still drinking at the mm-hmm. at the time, our band, um, I can't remember what band I was in at the time, but we uh, we used to play at the 12 Volt a lot. Oh, it was, they even have bands there. They used to, dude. Like yeah. up in the front somewhere or where? It was kind of tucked in the back, dude. Oh, it, it was By the bathroom, baby. Yeah, it, right. it was insanely yeah. packed. Yeah, dude, I can't imagine how you fit that. But it was before Old Town had this mini downtown vibe. Like Old Town has changed so much in yeah. the past ten years. But well, they kind of cut off that street, or I don't know if that's permanent. It was long before that was yeah. a thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yep. like, and it was before they started ripping out all those buildings. But we used to play there a lot. Um, one night we played there, and I drunkenly lost my wallet at the oh. twelve volt. The next day. Um, I called the venue and they said that somebody had turned it in and it was somebody who was playing in a band from, I can't remember if they were playing the following night after us. I'm pretty sure that was the case. Yeah. It was, it happened a while ago. And right. it was like a different a, band, different band. band. It was be the ant, the band before the Helgramites that I was in with all the dudes. It was the same guys, ah. but with my brother, Matt in the band as well. Okay. Um, okay. So anyways, the person that t- turned in my wallet was fucking Tom Whitney, dude. Wow. Yeah, dude. Now that's a weird coincidence. Yeah, it, but I didn't know Tom at the time. Oh. So that's how I met Tom, dude. Was he turned in your wallet? Because he turned look in my that, wallet, Look at that, Tom. He did a good deed, and look what it turned into. Yeah, dude. I actually had no idea how Tom knew you guys. That's how I know Tom, but Tom and I both grew up in Arvada, so we have tons of yeah, mutual friends. And, there. Yeah, it's like, dude, you know it's a small world in Arvada. Oh, You've yeah. obviously seen it with uh, Ryan's wife, but yeah. you go somewhere Tight in Arvada knit. and you're from Arvada, you f- you run into so many people, you know, it's just how it goes. It's a tight-knit community. But that's funny that that's the story you're telling because I always, like, wondered or thought it was odd that there was this weird, like, circular connection with the Helgramites because I heard about you guys and met you all through Tom. Tom was like, you know, we're thinking of bands that we want to play with. And he's like, we got to play with these guys. And I haven't heard of Be The End or Helgram. I haven't heard of you guys. Yeah. I haven't met any of you. And so, you know, through Tom, I think we had like a meeting. We came over here and had a jam because yeah. we were working on that one cover together. 
And then I go to see my friends, Dave and Emily, Glass Human, to go to see their band. And fucking Lehigh's there playing bass. And I'm like, the fuck are you doing playing bass in my buddy's band? He's like, I play bass in this band. I'm like, that's ridiculous. And I start talking to them. It's like, no, he's been playing in this band for a while. And they know all you guys. And they're, I, I mean, I used to live with Dave. I think that he's, Dave yeah. and Emily, I've known and you for like you guys are in like a project together too. Saturn Return. Yeah. Did some stuff for. Well, and I, I saw you guys play Masuji a while ago and okay. I didn't end up meeting you that night. Like Lost Lake maybe? or Exactly. Yeah. That was the first time I ever played with them. That's right. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this dude's killing it. I was oh, like, this dude well, is. Yeah. I remember being pretty sloppy that night. Yeah, whatever, dude. But I was so amped up. Dude, that was the first show the I energy. played since COVID. That yeah. was the first time it was like, okay, you can come out of your hole now and you're allowed to play a show. Well, and I've and seen Masuji in nuts. every iteration of Masuji. And I am i don't know if you know this, but I'm on s- some Masuji recording. Well, duh, aren't you on the newest album too? Aside from the newest record, I'm on an old Masuji recording oh. as well. So you know about the new one, but yeah, yeah. I'm on an old one too. Which one? Um, what is this song? I'm trying to remember what this is. Or the album? It's from Ch- uh, the Chauncey. And oh, the, the Chauncey album. Yeah, yeah that okay. one. It's on uh, there. It's one like of a- those tracks. Dude, Chauncey's a great album. I'll, let me. I'm going to look it up really uh, yeah, quick no, while we're talking up. because well, it's, it's going to bother me. But Yeah, no, it's all good. No, yeah. man, you, you fucking rule. I think, Thanks, and I, I love the, the latest Hugger Mites album, which is now, I was going to say new, but I guess it kind of came out last it's year like right a, yeah it's a but the vinyl's the badass and it's like a badass album and and you guys Thanks, i think I, i'm you know i like metal in general but some metal will turn me off for sure by just i don't know feeling like too repetitive or something yeah yeah and you guys definitely add just such a nice flair but keeping like a lot of that nasty energy going it's fun as shit man you're, de- you're definitely probably i would say my favorite uh, sort of local metal band. I can't think of one that I'd that I'd rather see. Well, like in the whales, also really great. M U S U J I. Yep, that looks right. It can't find you guys. Maybe it's because I'm not on your Wi Fi. Yeah, the song. Yeah, it. Yeah, if you pull up that your your Spotify could tell you what the song is from that record, but I can't remember what it's called. I feel stupid, and Tom's like, oh, what a dick. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely thinking that right now. He's the whole like, band is like, motherfucker God damn it. doesn't even remember you know the Chris name Nelson then, right? the song. Uh, yes. Wait, his old roommate? Yes. 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 Chris Paul Nelson and drums. I are also very good friends. We used to play a lot of shows together with his old bands. Yeah. Um, and like Falcomist, you, you know, those guys yeah. all. Um, Ryan was in that band. Yep. Jason Hernandez. I've yeah, known that guy for a long time. Um, okay. So yeah, I've been around mm-hmm. the scene for a long time, man. Yeah, dude. There, there's, a, there's this album, okay, Chauncey. Cool, yeah. I'll tell you which one it is, and then I'm going to feel really dumb. Now, you're really going to feel dumb as if it's not on there, and you're like, fuck, I still don't know. And look, he's got this face. <laughs> he's giving me. Oh, yeah, no, like, it's Omi Chance. That's right. Omi Chance. Oh, okay. Right. Omi Chance. It's got that weird Chance. See, I don't even, dude, this is how bad I am. Peep that song when, when we're done. Um, okay. It's pretty cool, man. You can hear me actually singing. That's awesome. Yeah, I do a lot of well, singing. That's, yeah, dude, you, like, you have a really good singing voice. And you're, you're able to, like, when you, sc- I love screaming that's, like, melodic. 
which is I think why I like a lot of like screamo bands. Yeah, yeah. Do it, like Anthony Green, yeah, yeah. his older stuff. For sure. And now he's singing song, yeah, I like it. You know, yeah. I have to drive in to some extent, although they, they were pretty pitchy most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Live for sure. Um, Even on some of those which, early A lot records, of those bands man. I used to listen, I spent a lot of time with. Now that I get older, I lis- I I like to listen to heavy stuff that's a lot more raw, I guess, than mm-hmm. when I was younger. So I tend okay. to like stuff that like doesn't. Stoner rock, or what do you mean raw? Not even stone rock, like straight hardcore, like that oh. doesn't have really any melody in it. Okay. Yeah, so wow. that's kind of where I It's all blast beats. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and not necessarily, but like a, like as far as the singing goes, no melody. Oh, the, yeah, right. Yeah, right. just straight screaming. No so that's, that's a lot of my influence nowadays, which I still do sing, but as yeah. far as the stuff I've been writing recently- well, you're, dude, even trying you're, not to be melodic. Sure. Well, I think but you, you're like holding the key. I, I just find that even when you, because most of the, it's really simple. Like I'm thinking of certain songs of yours that I really dig in it. It's not, you're not like really singing like a melody, let's say, but yeah. you're, you're screaming in key. Yeah. It, well, it makes you. a difference. I don't know. It makes a difference for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Some dudes aren't very good at screaming. I'll say that. And I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to say I'm mean, me, I'm one of them. I but, can't fucking scream. Yeah, it's definitely, if you have some sense of, I think, music theory and pitch, it's going to definitely sound better. So Yeah, or just the ear, dude. I don't think, I mean, I yeah. have no music theory at all. I'm, I'm like, oh, whatever. I, yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm like self-taught and I don't really know chords and scales and any of that shit. Well, you have a really good ear. I just play by ear. Everything by ear. But singing, I think, is just even more like that. A lot of really great singers have no idea what the hell they're doing. They're just like using their ear and just going for it. I don't know. What have you been listening to lately? Oh, man. Um, I know you went to the Mars Volt. I was sad I didn't get to go to that. that, I know that's your favorite band, right? Well, so yeah, they used to be. Uh, yeah, for sure. It's for, definitely one of my favorite bands. Dude, start, like, when I was really young, I loved Michael Jackson. Probably my first musical love. Nice. You know, as, as, <laughs> as risque as that sounds. He's nice. a talented dude. It was a talented dude. Also, total fucking creep weirdo. boy. Yeah, nasty, <laughs> awful human. What a weirdo. But after that, it was really like a long time until grunge hit. And, and Nirvana, I like, but Smashing Pumpkins yeah, got Yeah, no, you're me. a Smashing Pumpkins And I was a guy. huge Pumpkins fan for like, I don't know, five, six years. They were my favorite band. And kind of right as their decline and they gave it up is when Mars Volta really started blowing. It was the end of At The Drive-In. Like Relationship Command came out. Yeah, yeah. And I got into that album. And then when they broke up, I was like, oh, my friend goes, yeah, except here's the Mars Volta EP. And then when DeLoust hit, it was like, oh, now that's my favorite band now. Oh, yeah, it's so, so good. They're my favorite band for a long time, but you know they went away for a while, and their new album's pretty good. It's not amazing. Oh, I you love say it. That, I love it. <laughs> the newest one, yeah. Uh, yeah I love I, it. Well, I really liked it quite a lot first when everybody was panning it, and I still like it. I still listen yeah. to it, but it's. Um, I did end up kind of going through it faster than some of the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then they also, I don't know if they really did me any favors by putting an acoustic version out because yeah. I listened to that a couple times I too. Heard what and you I was said like, about oh, that on the other I just pod, maybe had I, enough. I bought the vinyl too, dude. Yeah, dude. Well, <laughs> I got the box. But this, <laughs> I love your question. It's one of my favorite bands. Because <laughs> I just started the last time I had the guys from Nebuchadnezzar over, if you yeah. know them. Uh, Don and um, and Ryan. I don't, I don't know them, but I, I'm no, familiar the with the band name. Yeah, but I just had this idea. I was like, I because I still buy records. You, you're a record guy, so oh, too. Yeah. yeah, I just got the uh, uh, Burn Piano Island Burn Blood Brothers delivered oh, yesterday. Dude, Blood Brothers are awesome. <laughs> so, but I was like, I want to do this to start a segment of like, what am I? And they're mostly stuff that I just got haven't listened to yet. Except this one, I did listen to that already a bunch. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think I saw when you posted that. Yeah, you got the book out. That's um, cool. Nice. That was good. Where was it? Oh, Gary Clark Jr. Nice. You know Gary Clark Jr.? Yeah. This is like super bluesy though. It's mm-hmm. like this. 
very smooth. Although he has really nasty guitar tone. Yeah. I think that's probably my first thing that I liked about him that got me. And then this is a record for sure that um, listening to, this is one of his older ones. Like there's just this really nice nuanced little melodic things all in there. Yeah. You know, th that's one where the songs are real simple, but the more you listen to it, like yeah. the more you find in there. Oh, dude, and of course. Oh, yeah, I got I'm that. Sure you to that. I bought that. Yeah, that new <laughs> I have that at home. <laughs> the Endless Mountain. It's good. Yeah, it's real good. Dude, it's fucking badass. This so, is their third one, right? I don't know. I have I have a 10-inch from them, and then I have yeah. that one. So I have those two. I'm not sure what... I well, know they, that they're releasing that. Or they just released that one, but they're waiting on the vinyl, right? For the next one? I, I don't know. I don't know the yeah, whole story. I, I just know that, that I love their their music. Yeah, <laughs> dude, they're fucking they're fucking awesome. It's hard to keep shit. up with all my friends' bands' music. <laughs> that ten inch, that's a split, right? You're talking about the Eat the Sun split. Yeah, yeah, dude. I yeah, that. that's right. You yeah. did. Yeah, did. that's right. I, you're the in the liner notes, dude. Here, Pucifer. Oh, nice. Been into them a lot. <laughs> yeah, I had a different album too. Cover is hilarious. I know this this album so Money Shot is fucking good. <laughs> and then we were talking Mars Volta. This is there's one of these is like a live Omar. Oh record. cool. No, but it's fucking terrible. Oh uh, okay. Omar. It's like unlistenably bad. Did you buy that um Mars Volta thing that came out last uh record store day, the single, the Francis the oh, Mute? I think I did. Yeah, uh Pablo actually picked it up for me. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, I bought yeah. that too. Yeah, well, I already had the old one, though. Yeah. So I got it, and I was like, okay, it's really no different. Does the old one have that live track on the flip side, too? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's so the same tracks. Uh, the new one, the vinyl's definitely heftier. The original one, the, the vinyl's kind of, it's uh, like a slightly different color, and it's a little weaker. But, you know, I thought the box set, and I, I, I bet you I've said this on the show, too, because you're right, there we are, like, probably my still my one of my favorites. Anyway. Oh, that's gorgeous. The box, no, it's not that good. Like, it the, looks cool from where I'm sitting. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it's best at is the desk piece, because the records, like, they're not the best prints, and they're oh, all just okay. black, and they're not even heavy duty, and they the, the OG pressings just seem way cooler when you pull them out. They, like, seem like they're made nicer. Yeah, they press a lot on black, I've noticed. Yeah, what's the new stuff? Some of the, I think the, was it an acoustic album? White or is that black? No, that's Mine's black. black. Yeah, you're right. I guess they usually do go black. They used to have colors and picture discs and shit. The original Scab Dates picture disc is awesome. Have you ever seen that? Uh-uh. Yeah, after this, if we remember, I'll pull I it out get to that. show you. They have this really cool record store in Lawrence, Kansas. And they, when I was there, they had a, several Mars Volta records and i like was trying to like not spend too much money there yeah. which is really hard with vinyl <laughs> no no you shit. already know but they had that uh landscape tantrums there uh-huh it's do you have that yeah no, it, of course that's, you do. well it came with the box set oh that's right that's yeah right. okay I, I don't know i wasn't that impressed with that did you like that i dude the first time i listened to it i was like loving it so much oh, dude right. because i've listened to the, the re, yeah the og the well the yeah the final yeah. mastered one that came out when we were well, apparently they're all different recordings, but yeah. I did think it was odd when that was coming out, you know, Clouds Hill, what's his name? I forget his name. He was out there like on social media talking about it. Yeah. And he would answer people and he answered me too. Cause I was like, are these just demos of other songs or is there new stuff on there? And he, he answered and he said, it's a whole new album. And then I was like, looking at this and I'm looking at what they are. And I'm like, they just seem like they're like the old demos. Yeah, they go, are. Yeah. And I said to him, I was like, so to be clear, there's new songs that have not been previously released on this. And he didn't answer to that. I was like, yeah, But a dude. lot of it is like. Just demos, man. 
But the, I mean, the recording quality is better than most demo quality recordings. You know what I mean? So that's it's kind of, I guess that's why maybe they're trying to not call it a demo. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. But there isn't anything new. I mean, it's just, they're just alternate but, takes. Yeah, but I was loving like hearing vocal takes that were there that they didn't end up using. And I yeah. loved hearing parts that, we're different. We're different because yeah. I when I when I listen to music like that I love and I listen to it on repeat a lot. I start to um, sing along with it and add harmonies and stuff yeah. that aren't there. Yep, it's something I love to do. So th- th- doing that with that record, I was just like, whoa! I was blown away. Yeah, right, right. It no, I can awesome. see that. Yeah, I mean, it was certainly an interesting lesson. I spun it. Yeah, um, they had the. Uh, it also came with like a different take of uh the last song on tremulant uh that's right with no vocals that. or whatever or whatever you, uh doesn't it have you there's one that doesn't have vocals and it's okay but then they also came out with there's another 10 inches in there that's probably the best thing i think in the whole box set and i've heard it before though too it's that a plague upon your hissing children yeah i don't Do think you know that heard song that, dude. and that's a different song and it's bad ass it's nice. like a it's like a deloused outtake Mm. But it was out a long time ago on that. Um, it was called a missing chromosome, I think. Okay, it was like B sides from way yeah. back in the day, and yeah. it was on there with a couple other like alternate takes and outtakes and shit. That's maybe the thing when I when they finally came out with the landscape tantrums, I was just kind of feeling like I heard, I heard my, I didn't actually. He was right that none of those takes and stuff I had. You heard were before. hoping for some shit that you hadn't ever. I don't heard. know if you've yeah. seen. Well, I mentioned Nirvana because they're that you know they're so popular. Yeah, and I, and they know, and AI knows that I'm a bit of a fan at least. Yeah, yeah. But they keep coming out with these huge anniversary sets. Wilco's another one we were just talking about. Mm. They know because I bought Wilco records, and Wilco will have like a 10th anniversary album that will come out. But you look at what it has, and it just has like a million different takes of these same kind of songs and live yeah. takes of the same song. But it's you know that era. There's only about an album's worth of stuff. Yeah. I don't know how some people love that shit, but to me, it's like a little bit could be nice, a little fluff. Yeah, yeah. I love it when a B side really is has a t- is a different song. I think when I was younger, I appreciated that stuff less than I do now that I'm older. Because I definitely would have felt that way about that Mars Volta record. Like I wouldn't have liked it as much in my twenties. I don't think mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Sure. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. Uh, well, yeah, no doubt, man. You can appreciate the musicality and hearing, you know. Sometimes live is like that. Archiving's cool, though. Um, Fuck yeah. Bands, when they do it, because we've done that a lot of that, and it's really mm-hmm. cool to listen back to your own recordings from like long before the song's finalized, because you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, and it's totally different now. <laughs> it's crazy. Yep. I love but that's that. that's nice as a band, and like Masuji does that too, I'm guessing like what you're saying, where you kind of use the human editing you know, mechanism. You yeah. play as a band. You just kind of like play it till it's. I mean, that's how we do shit, which is nice. Yeah, because I don't. Know, I don't do it that way myself. I'm definitely more. We record almost every practice. Yeah. So you have a, but and you develop the songs together. Yeah. Um. A lot of the as times, you're going. so a lot of the times, Lehi has ideas that he brings to us. Right. Um. Most of the time, but yeah. Um. But we'll take those ideas and then we'll develop them together yeah, if that dude. makes sense. No, it makes that's that's Misuji's that way with yeah. Tom. He's always bringing us the stuff. Yeah, Tom's a workshop, and then we yeah, and then the whole band jumps time. in and we all start going at it, which is awesome. That's because we there's where you get something really cool and unique. 
Yeah. So I made a lot of solo records and even like records, just collaboration, me and some other person. But it's different when you have a whole band, especially all in the same room with a lot of time together. Yeah. That human editing, For human sure. shaping. Well, and I like, obviously, like hearing the notes of the guitar is cool. But then when you hear the the drums add that rhythm piece and then the bass jump in and add to that, like that's where I start to come up with cool ideas for like vocal placements. Yeah, you know inspiring. I mean? Yeah, so I mean, I get the notes from the guitar, but like where I'm going to put my cadence and stuff as right. far as parts go like now do you do you do you like uh do you immediately go to some words and try to think of words or do you just start with like no 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 i try to think of things that are playing off usually the drum specifically sure you know sure. what i mean You're just making sounds at first to like yeah, yeah 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 for sure and yep. and a lot of the time the, the song will give me a certain feeling or whatever so yeah. i'll try it to, inspires you yeah yeah so i'll try yeah. to think about what kind of lyrical content i could come up with from there but it's cool it's always like bill's uh drum parts i always am like oh i hear this because of that yeah no <laughs> he's a badass I mean? drummer dude yeah, he's he's super, really tight. super tight. We uh, really Very lucked technical. out finding that dude on Craigslist. Oh, wow. Craigslist. Yeah, dude, Craigslist can work. Man. What? Craigslist? <laughs> well, back in the day. Back in the day, but this day and age, though. Yeah, right? How recent is that that Bill's been in the band? So, I Am Omega, the LP that, you know, our most recent one, that's the only recording he's done with us. Mm. So, he okay. started playing with us. I didn't realize that. 2018 right. is when we started you know, he started oh, learning our old just, material yeah, and then we dude, started writing new material. He sounds just like me and this is me and Ms. Joanna Masuji totally in 2018. Same, and then it the got shut time. down. Yeah, yeah. And he stuck with it. Yep. We Well, we were working throughout the whole thing. Oh, you guys were playing out? Not playing out. We, no. We were working on video stuff. We did a couple like video projects yeah. and then we did like a... Did you, did you see our live stream that we did at the Oriental? We did two so. different live stream event things. That's awesome. We did one at Seventh Circle. Okay. So it was just the band yeah. and Aaron. I remember Seventh Circle was doing them for a while. Yeah, Aaron came down and ran sound for us. We we're all masked up, except for when we performed, because I, I cannot sing with a mask. Oh, yeah, no. I, I don't do. think anybody can. I saw some one of the places that wanted us to do a live stream and like pay it. I'm not going to name names. Yeah. what the place was called, but okay, they uh, wanted us to wear masks. We we're like, dude, we're not going to pay for your space right. and then have to wear, wear masks, masks right. when it's literally us and yeah. you and maybe two people filming us. Yeah, that's insane, right. dude. Yeah, that is. So, yeah, dude, people get carried with that. So like, it got weird. I'm glad yeah. it's not as weird. Who knows? It could get weird again, but eh, I not just, in the same way. I don't anyway, know, I think about that shit right now. Right. <laughs> But yeah, so we like did politics. one there, and then we did one at the Oriental Theater, which the one That's at the sweet. Oriental Theater, Troy brought in full camera crew oh. and all that. So we didn't do it as an actual live stream. It was an edited it was record, yeah. performance. But, but dude, he's so good. I mean. He's so good, but he, he also edited it with like – we did like a whole puppet thing. Oh, to where we what? had like skits in between that, that I gotta songs. See. Oh my god, dude, it's on our YouTube. Yeah, I didn't know. It's on I, our I've TikTok never seen that. that. It's check crazy, that out. dude. Yeah, like the puppet. Um, the puppets are like the other band that's on the bill with us because oh. we did this um, thing with um, Creature Canopy, okay. which is like a synth pop group that oh. I don't think they're doing anything anymore. But also members of Man Cub. Okay. Which they do Disney cover songs. Oh, yeah. So that's an interesting idea. Like metal. Or how do they? It's very synth pop. Oh, it's synth pop 
Disney covers. Yep, yep. So they teamed up with um, this other band called Compass and Cavern. So it's uh, Compass and Cavern and Creature Canopy kind of made a hybrid band called the Man Cubs. And they, every time they play, they kill it and they yeah. get some pretty big shows like we played with them up in for foco mx that's oh, the last cool. time we played with them cool foco so, mx is awesome yeah and cody from that group he he did some uh one of the tracks on our record so on our record we had a different guest musician on every track mm-hmm. so yep i remember that or hearing about that yeah yeah dude i love the oriental too i mean oh yeah i always i never got to play the oriental but i've seen some cool shows there um I saw Thinking Plague there once. That was great. But uh, I always wanted to play there. The last show I saw before COVID happened was there. It was, uh, yeah, it was uh, Snapcase and Native Daughters. Oh, so, Native Daughters, you know, I know. Snapcase is hardcore band from 90s, oh, early 2000s. Cool, cool. That's just such a cool stage. I mean, I know it's a theater. It's an old theater, but it just has a good vibe to me, man. I love it in there. Yeah. It's like a little trashy, but just the right amount of trashy. <laughs> we played there a couple times. I I love I, I don't know. I love it. I I prefer a smaller room than that though. It's a big ass room. It's true. it's pretty big. Yeah, I don't know how the hell you'd ever like pack that or something. You have to the be have a big last name. Show or- I went there to was uh, Agnostic Front and Sick of It All, Crown of Thorns. Okay, just a bunch of hardcore and, bands. And was it full? Yeah. Oh shit. It was banging. Because you know, I was saying, I think I've only been there maybe like two or three times, and that none of them, none of them were that full in there. Yeah, they, I feel like they haven't been having as many shows there that I actually want to go to. So I have feel been like back in a uh, Live Nation's myself. been taking a lot of the bigger bands Ugh. recently, which yeah, I don't love them. the Live Nation stuff. But the last show I went to was Live Nation's. We went to Comeback Kid and Stick to Your Guns last yeah. week. Well, I I just said fuck them, but it's hard to get around them too, man. I mean, what well, are you I do, do like that they decided to cut this merch cut thing. Um, they yeah, right, that's right. Have you heard about the other thing they're doing with Willie Nelson? And he's like, they're no. giving touring bands some kind of like weed. That's <laughs> right. I said Willie Supposedly Nelson. Supposedly some kind of money. I don't know okay. all the fine details, and I don't want to funded sound by dumb Willie talk. Nelson. Willie Nelson's actually in involved. on it. I just okay. think that. <laughs> At some point, Thanks, Willie. they're going to be like, okay, Thanks, we, I just, there's, I, I, I can't be good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. oh yeah. That's, I, don't, I don't I just, everybody I've talked to about it with is like. Well, yeah. they're trying to squeeze some money out of this thing, but I don't understand how that's supposed to work. Cause there's really not much money at all in the musical side of stuff. I mean, what I keep seeing is, you know, venues, <sighs> restaurants, they run like a little tighter you know they're they're more bread and butter and sometimes literally right so they their prices match and they you know they're they're competitive and they're out there and they're making their money but that hasn't that doesn't spill over to the to the music side well it's crazy at the marquee theater i bought two coca-colas and it cost me nine dollars dude yeah which is unreal yeah i'm like i thought venues too like were kind of like Hey, these people aren't drinking. Like, let's give them some fucking cheaper drinks. Yeah, like no, they're- <laughs> no. They're like, if you're not drinking, they're gonna try to squeeze you. Somewhere yeah, I else. guess they. Yeah, they're trying to make that money. I, I mean, yeah. I bought pizza too, so right, it's like right. it's just crazy. I, so I know some bars will give you free um, non-alcoholic drinks. 
If you're the sober person. You oh, know yeah. I mean? If you say that, I'm the driver, they get Yeah, that's which cool. I'm always the driver. You yeah, know right? I mean? <laughs> I'm like, I, yeah. I'm always the driver. So, especially if we're driving downtown, B, B doesn't do too good driving at night. She's got bad sure. eyes. So, I'm always the driver. So, yeah, yeah. I know the like, times when I'm sober, though. <laughs> right, right. Well, I was going to say times when I've gone like totally sober, I'll just go without alcohol uh, specifically for like, I don't know, m- a month, two months at a time. Yeah. Yeah, for various reasons, usually fitness, yeah, but also just overall wellness. You know, it's yeah. nice to to clean yourself out a little bit. Um, yeah. And that's one thing I never think about. Then I start thinking, I'm like, oh my god, just driving everywhere is so easy. I don't have to think about this because yeah. when you're drinking, you have to be like, oh, who's yeah. got a ride here? There, am I going to have to take ride shares sure. everywhere? You know, how expensive does it get? And when you're a sober one, it is very nice to be like, I don't care, dude. Yeah, I, I just want to shout out the high dive. Yeah. The high dive never fucking charges me for my sodas, dude. Yeah, that's cool. And you know those guys? No. No, no. I just love that venue, dude. Yeah. It's like I think it, that's my favorite venue in town. Really? Yeah. Well, they the have like the best some of the best bands. And like most of the coolest people hang out there too. So. I love the venue size. I love it's the true. sound in there. The, the sounds bartenders are always sweethearts. I mean, there's Dudes and girls work in there. They're all really nice. I I mean, yeah, the people work there. Are very nice friendly too. towards the trans community there. That's right, and they're uh, not overly I just expensive. Love that venue. Even their alcohol is oh. not overly expensive. No, it's not. And no. I mean, we we buy neither of the shows. The tickets aren't too, aren't usually that no. much. No, and like, they have some pretty decent bands there. A lot yeah, of time. Dude, they have a lot of good bands I've seen there. Back in the day, before Portugal, the man blew up. I saw Portugal, the man at the high dive, dude. Yeah, I was like, well, I, I saw Trail Dead there like yeah, last year or something. Crazy man. There are a lot of big bands come through. Okay, but here's the thing. This is an example too. I think it was the last time I was there. Trail of Dead. And that guy is like walking with his guitar up that tiny little stairway in the front of the stage yeah. through the crowd. That's what always killed me about the high dive. I was like, I hate where that stage is with no access at gotcha. all. But actually, I've never played there either to know what that's really like. But I watch bands do it and I'm like, dude. It's a little claustrophobic, but it feels amazing when you play in that room when it's sold out. Yeah. It is how much the, what's the capacity there? Amazing. Is I it think like it's two eighty hundred. Yeah. So it's just shy of three hundred. I'm sure. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was last time I like looked it up or yeah. whatever. No, you're right, dude. Shows there, especially when I've gone to see like bigger bands and it is more packed, like it's fun, man. Oh, like, high dive is fun as hell. Well, in the last two times we played there, it was like gnarly mosh pit in front of that little staircase the mm-hmm. whole time we were playing so that always you know that just always feels good when you're playing heavy music and people are f- moving moving and going off that's Fuck yeah. that's the point right you want people to go crazy right right well is so, it is that the point and that's i mean i i know like when you're playing heavy music and you have a show where people don't mosh it feels less successful but that's not always oh, the case okay but i don't know man like yeah there's nothing there's it's just such a good feeling when you can yeah. get that room moving yeah Whew. right well i notice when people when the audience really starts moving whenever i'm playing i it feeds back on me and i Dude, start I've moving seen more masuji get the room moving and you guys are always moving so yeah. it's like it it matches what's happening on stage sure like, it, but I know for me, I'm sort of, I'm feeding back off of how they're, because I mean, I'm, I'm always going to try to perform, but with times like when I see people moshing or really going yeah. nuts, it then I start going more nuts. Well, I'm a mosher, so I love seeing the moshing. Yeah. So. Well, like you said, you like playing smaller rooms. Yeah. The one show we did, at, you know, Enigma Bazaar, you've been there? No, I know you guys have a show yeah. coming up there. Oh, do we? 
No, I don't think so. Not yet. Are you guys just played there? Recently? We played there. That was your last, last year. year. Yeah, that's yeah, right. right. But dude, that's really kind of small. I think it's only a hundred person in there, but it's awesome as fuck. And that show we played, that's a great example. Like you're saying, there was our friends there and we, we had the place packed, but it's a small place. But the people that were there, like right up in our faces, I was playing on the floor. Yeah. And they were like going that. nuts. So I really went, I lost it. I was like Dude, I jumping love your everywhere energy. and going I nuts. Love your energy. But I was totally feeling vibing that from the crowd. That was not just coming from me. If those guys would have been sitting there, I still would have rocked out, but not like that. Yeah. I don't know. I've performed heavy music, soft music, indie rock, and I just, anymore, I don't like to perform music that's not heavy because I like that's that rush, that yeah. adrenaline rush that yeah. I just get from that. It's, it's like a, it's the drug that I don't have, I guess. That yeah, okay. You know? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and also, like, I, um, it's definitely a it's, trip. Playing heavy music is a, a way for me to get out my aggression. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm an angry dude and I'm not going to deny that. And that's a lot of why I quit drinking. You know what I mean? Sure. It brought out a lot of ugly, ugliness out of me. Mm-hmm. So I had to do it for me, for my family, for my friends, my bandmates. Yeah. Um, so it's good, man. It's good you could recognize that that combo just wasn't working for oh, you. Oh, it's a terrible combo. I'm not saying that that How was long you been sober always now? the outcome. Um, I'm almost five years sober. Nice, man. So it'll be five years. I think November 8th is the actual date. If I remember, Or the 6th. It's one of the two. Very nice. I always look at the – when I did the first post, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's when it was. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, so definitely better off. But, yeah, getting, getting out that aggression still, it's like I've still got that inside of me. So sure. playing heavy music is – Brings it definitely out. Definitely how I get it out, man. Yeah. No, I hear you. So. I've, I've definitely kind of feel a similar thing. I, I'm usually, I feel like pretty happy and calm in my normal day. Yeah. So it is nice when you get up on stage. It's like, this is the time and place where you can let the demons out. You know? Oh yeah, dude. And it's a beautiful thing. For sure. It's it a is. beautiful fucking thing. It is. Yeah. Well, you guys certainly do it. But you know, I think heavy, like I was saying, where heavy music sometimes will lose me if it's like, Oh, how do I want to describe it? It's like the, it's you're going. It's going too far off the rails, and I think maybe because it's so heavy, and it's a big ball of crazy, nasty energy. And so, if it's if it's really teetering too much, it can be. You know, sometimes I think you can you have a little more leeway when it's slower and chiller and prettier. You yeah, know? yeah. Time can be can slide around a little more. Even yeah. Melody could slide around a little more. And I think when you're really like full on, you know going nuts and putting out all of that you know sonic stuff to everything all at once it's gotta it's gotta like the more the tighter it is usually the better yeah but you guys are just fucking tight man well thanks dude i mean you got great players too you know it's not all you yeah shout out (laughs) shout out to my bandmates also shout out to troy it's his birthday today oh it is oh happy birthday happy birthday troy but i know this isn't going to come out today no it's got you got a couple weeks yeah yeah But shout out to Troy. Because we're recording it on his birthday. Shout out to Bill. Shout out to Lehigh. Love so you guys. Troy's an awesome dude. And I I really haven't, I've only had like a couple chats with him. Yeah. But I didn't know, he's he's like a professional videographer, but for, does he have his own company or um, works for some big company or something? freelance. He works for oh, okay. a bunch of, he, I mean, he's he'll work for different guy. production companies, but he's- oh. I can't. He's got a, I mean, the, he's a gaffer. He's a camera guy. He does editing. Jack of all trades. Yeah, he does it all. So we're releasing a video 
Um, we just did he do your did he do your escargo video? Yeah, he's done uh, every video, all the videos, yeah. every okay. video of ours. Troy's had he his did. hands in. Yeah, yeah, we have well, a that new one sense. that's coming out. It'll be uh, released right before Halloween. Oh, badass! Yeah, so because we have a show on the twenty seventh, cool. so we're we're doing cool. it. Actually, we're doing the the Westward is doing a little. Oh, very nice. Where's that at? Um, Clancy's. Clancy's. And this is Ridge. also. It's not going to make it by. Yeah, Halloween. I figured this is going to this show will have happened by yeah, the time this is released. That's right. At least I want to, sh- you know, plug yeah. it a little no, bit. No, fuck it right. We're, we're not going to be playing any more shows for the rest of the year, but we are. Yeah. Uh, we kind of, we pulled that plug a little while ago too. Yeah, so you stop. guys weren't going to be playing na- anything and then you guys announced the one, but yeah, we also have, have to do one. that. It's like a surprise one. Yeah. yeah, we just had to do it. Yeah, you have to. But then we're going the right back in the cave. Ours. It's like the day it after. Is. It is. It's the 28th. Yeah, yeah. But then that's the plan is we're going right back into the cave, right back in the studio. We're not. Yeah, we're recording in January. Yeah, we're we're really we're really trying to push to get the new records done. That's I awesome. keep saying this too about like I haven't put out a solo record in, in so long. Did you I guys... used to put out like two or three a year, and I'm just so behind. I got to finish some fucking records. How many copies of the Masuji vinyl did you guys press? Oh, like none. We did lathe cuts. Uh, oh, I think ten of them. Okay, that makes sense. I was like, how the fuck did they already sell out of them? Yeah. No, we did. That's why they were $50. Okay. I messaged Tom about it and he's like, oh, they're gone already. And I was like, yeah. what? Um, <laughs> you know, if you sense. really want one, you can get another one made yeah. too. Either you can get there on demand now. I don't love lathe cut though. Yeah. So the, the place that I use now, well, you have a couple of places, um, but the very few that I like and will use do really high quality. I'd say they're not, maybe not quite as good as a full you know, Vinyl. pressing. Yeah, because yeah, that's my beef is they don't sound very well, good. Well, see, I think they do get a bad rap because some of them sound really bad. I have a couple and they're like unplayable. Yeah. I, I, like, I got one done years ago that's a square seven inch in mono and that should have cued me off right there. It's in mono, but oh my God, it's unlistenable with the noise levels and oh, shit. Oh, that's weird. Uh, mm-hmm. My one friend, um, his best friend owned a recording studio. It's actually a pretty popular, successful recording studio in uh, Baltimore. But he just had gotten a lathe. And I think maybe that was a curse with that guy. He was just learning. Yeah. But he tried to make one for me also. It was really bad. Uh, I've heard people say when they're about to, they're going to like sell me, oh, this is a local band's LP. And they'll be like, ah, oh, but it's a lathe and it doesn't sound good. So I know they're, some of them sound really bad. And I think that kind of gives the whole thing a bad rap. If you do it really well, it can sound pretty damn close to a pressing. Like the Misuji ones we did, they yeah. sound quite good. That's if cool. I just put it on, you might not question that it's a lathe. I doubt you would. You might go like, hmm, it doesn't sound quite as good as you know some other album, but yeah. you, you're not going to first go to like, oh, it has to be a lathe. Like, no, it's 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 passable for sure. Nice. Okay. And they're one-offs. They're just expensive. That's why I only make a couple. And I'll do that sometimes with my solo records too. It's almost like a memorabilia thing. Okay. People want okay. it. We well, sold them see, for $50 I bought them a before piece. knowing they don't sound good, but it's from a local band yeah. a lot of the time. And, and it's totally. like- I just want to support them and buy something. I can still stream it on whatever. Yep, yep. No, totally, man. You know, honestly, too, that happens to me all the time of like records that I'll buy, especially when they do have like a pre-order and then you have the streaming, download, whatever, you know, months in advance and then the record finally shows up and you're like, man, I haven't played this fucking album out already. You know yeah. what I mean? I listened to this it's like a funny. thousand. And then sometimes too, especially if it's a really nice set, you're like, well... Why do I, I don't want to, you know, oh, I don't want to spin. Every time you spin it, you know, you kind of rub off a little bit of the information. Yeah. So you're like, oh, I, I don't even know if I want to, I'll just put it on, I'll just put it on Spotify. <laughs> I'll 
I've done that anyway. Well, okay, so um, I li- obviously listen to a lot of gnarly shit, but one of the bands yeah. I love is Gulch, and they're like a COVID band. They're not, they've already broken up. But oh, okay. They pressed one of their EPs on both sides of the record. The same EP? Yeah. Yeah. Which I love that. Because you can you can wear down one side oh, and save the other side if you want to. Oh, that's true. I never even thought of that. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. Dude, the only other record that I've ever seen with that, and I thought it was such a ripoff, I was pissed. It was from my daughter. I bought her. It's a it's My Little Pony. It's like the soundtrack to the My Little Pony movie. Okay. And it is a really short song. It only has like five songs. Yeah. But we're listening to it. We play it, and then she's she knows how to do it. She's seven. She's like, hey, I'm flipping the record. She flips it, and it starts up. She's like, this is the same yeah. record. What the hell? And I'm like, yeah, we got ripped off. But I never thought about that. Yeah. Because it is a really short album. You you now save, you could yeah. save one song side, side dude. For and if it. you yeah. have it get fucked up, then you can flip it. But yeah, I kind of like it. And you know, a That's lot of bands call. are instead of doing seven inches, they're doing twelve inches just pressed on one side. So, anyway. Yeah, you can etch the other side, which is cool. Yeah, or do screen print. Yeah. Which is I, also cool. A lot of times if I'm doing a single side like the lathe cuts typically, I'll just sign the other the side or I'll draw awesome. some pictures on it or That's something. That's a great idea. Yeah, I've done that to, to a couple. Like Butthole as the middle. <laughs> yeah, that's that'd be nice. You got to have the balls hanging down yeah, under dude. it, though. Exactly. A little stubble going on there. So yeah, it's not too hard to be creative with a hole, right? That's true. <laughs> that you could do a hole. Yeah, and every you know what? I don't think in any of my drawings ever really used the hole, even just be anything. But what would it be besides a butthole? That's the best one. A donut. Um, a donut. The hole's too small to be a donut. Yeah, it is probably too small. Yeah, it's like perfect butthole size for the size of that canvas. Yeah, dude. So that's probably the best use of the hole. It is, and then think when you put it on the stub, it's like a little poop comes out of his. He like bloop. exactly. He's got dude. a turtle head poking out. You put it down on the turntable. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a silver one, he's just he's got a butt plug. Yeah, I've got, I've got the silver, so they'd be plugging they'd away. Be a butt plug. I think mine's black, so yeah. he'd be he'd be shitting himself. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I think the times I've done that, I remember drawing pictures were for video game stuff. Yeah. Uh, might have even been test pressings or something, and I drew like awful and i said it too you know when i in the listing i was like can you get an awful hand drawn because i can't fucking draw of me yeah. trying to draw like mario or something it looks total wiggly crazy shit yeah but people That's liked funny. it it was cute you know it's funny yeah mario or uh video game art is just cool and time well not timeless but i don't know if that's the right word but um it's nostalgic it's, yeah nostalgic there it is yeah that's the word it's great though because i've used some some video game art on a couple of the pedals i've made and stuff like yeah that, dude so yeah so yeah. you've been making anything cool lately um i have definitely not made as much stuff this last year as i usually had prior yeah um, i'm making something right now for uh one of the guitar guitar players and fathers Okay. So just making a distortion pedal, but that's oh, what I'm what working kind? on right now. It's an HM1. Uh, I don't know. You're, are you, you're familiar with Converge. Yeah. Kurt Ballou, um, Yep. He makes pedals. Oh, I didn't know that. So his first design was actually a business card PCB, dude. Oh. Which is awesome. Yeah, that is cool. Which but, I know you can appreciate. That yeah. As a pedal It's digital, guy. all little ICs on it. I mean, right? It's got to be. Uh, no, like you can, it's a DIY 
PCB. Oh, oh, a little breadboard that's the size of a credit card. It's a, it's a, printed, oh, it's a printed PCB. It's a printed PCB that's like ready to be populated. Oh, and then you just populate it. Yeah, all you have to do is go online and look at the build doc. Or sure, whatever. sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. So, yeah. But he's, so he's got a bunch of pedals and stuff, but he, one of his circuits is the HM1, okay. which is a spinoff of the HM2. Uh, the heavy metal boss pedal. Oh, the bo- okay. I was get like, that. what are we? The HM. I can't think what that is. Yeah, yeah the heavy metal. Exactly. Boss metal. Get that Swedish chainsaw tone. Yeah, dude. Because yep. that's popular yep. right that's now. That's a great pedal. I think Boss had some like badass distortion pedals. Even like the Metal Zone gets such rap, and I don't know, man. Metal Zone in the right context is badass. Yeah, it's just not everybody knew how to use it. Yeah, HM two is cool. It, you yeah, the, just, he- the heavy metal one's nice. For sure. Like and the setting is diming everything. That's the the setting oh. apparently. Okay. So. Well, that matters too, like the tolerance on the the uh, components that you have too, right? Yeah. I've often heard people say that, and I found it to be the case is, you know, if you if you do actually do end up with like two of the same circuit, they don't always, they you know, where the one spot is is not exactly where the other one is. There's like slight build variations. Yeah. But you can usually find the sweet spot where they're pretty close. The um the blues driver is another good one too. Yeah, that's boss the, made. And I was saying the distortion. I have one of the distortions I know. Yeah. It's usually orange. I think mine's black, but it's, you, I forget the number on it. Yeah. Dude, I love those little boss guys, man. I mean, I think a lot of people could say that that's their first pedal, a boss pedal. You know what I'm saying? It's the quintessential pedal. And not only that, they still sound fucking awesome. I, I use, um, right now with Masuji, I have at least two or three boss pedals. I know I have the vibrato. On there, the it's a Waza for whatever the hell that yeah. matters, but it's a vibrato. Uh, and then uh, I also use the delay. I think it's that the DD six. Nice, yeah. There's a bunch of different versions. I got the tremolo. Pad. It's a yeah. It's a Keeley modded tremolo. Oh, what you what do you mean by a key? What do you mean Keeley? Oh, Keeley mod. Oh, yeah. so what is that for tone or what is that? Um, so it's got an added volume. Okay, because the OG doesn't have volume. Yeah. And it, it had a little bit of a boost or a cut or something, I remember. Cut, I think. I have that. Or the tremolo, the, the green tremolo. Yep. I have it. I almost never use it because I got a different boss that's like a, a stereo tremolo. Okay. And I use that one all nice. the time. Nice, nice. It's almost the same fucking thing. Yeah. But it also does not have volume. You're right. They they have a notorious, I forget if it's a cutout or like a boost that. Yeah, but that's why I sent it off to. I don't think they do the mods anymore, but yeah. Keely used to mod like a bunch of different pedals. Yeah, that's cool. But they stopped doing it because. You know, these guys, Maris. Yeah. Pointing down to my Maris boy down here. You ever play with them? They're pretty I awesome. I haven't. I've been seeing the marketing on them. Yeah, dude. Uh, these The small ones are really great, but they do have, it's kind of a clunky interface because there's just so many options to it. Yeah. They have software now where you can like you use a USB and connect it to your computer and, you know, hack it in there and come up with your uh, presets and shit. And you almost need to do that because they're, they're hard to navigate their complicated menu with just some knobs the newer ones that have a screen i heard are a lot easier to use but those things are like dude i don't know the craziest one i own is that uh what is it called the zoya zoya i don't know that oh, emperor is it empress it makes it or yeah. even tied one of those okay it's a big digital it's cra- it's like a computer dude. yeah it's- but a desk unit like that it's a pedal. The pedal, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you can... I'm not going to do a very good... Look it up, dude, Zoya. <laughs> okay. 
Zoya. It's crazy. It's a modeler all around or multi yeah, effects or something. You can yeah. model shit on it. You yeah. can um you can create synth patches and mm. stuff on it. It's wild, dude. Dude, speaking of the boss synth, did you ever play that one? That's a newer one too. It only came maybe like four or five years ago. Huh. The, it's a little pedal, it's like blue, I think, but shiny. That's just called the synth. Huh. It's awesome. It's really I good digital track. <laughs> oh my god, and the tracking on is awesome as fuck. Uh, I see you got that count to five over there. Yeah, dude. It's my, uh, my you know why I got pedals. that? Yeah, you know why I got that was we had this conversation. Yeah, you. I think it was that time you came over for the jam, and we started talking about it. And I was like, "Yeah," and I've been looking at one. I really want to get it. And you're like, "That's like the best fucking pedal." I ever. love it. And what's you know what's funny too? This is that's a total coincidence. This is sitting out because I was using it on this uh, on some guitar tracks for Masuji actually for like some really pretty background twinkly stuff. Uh, but that's, that's how funny. I do I'd... all that live sampling that we do in our set. Uh-huh. I, that's how I do it is with that. With the count thing. five, yeah. Yeah, and I use an expression pedal with uh, it so I can I can warp it, capture the phrases and like slow them down and yeah. speed them up and do all that shit. Yeah, so. dude, dude, that pedal is gnarly. It's, it's awesome. fucking badass. So, but what I was saying is, uh, Montreal Assembly also makes that purple. I don't. I don't know any of their other pedals. Dude. I, I own a, a bunch of them, but that okay. fucking purple, dude, it's a really cool, like, synth-style um, oh. guitar pedal. Okay. It's like a phase-locked loop-style. Oh, yeah, so it's real nasty. I mean, because most PLLs are like, I have the Data Corruptor. Yeah. And it's like... <laughs> but it's got, like, all these different expression jacks. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so you dude. Can, to control it, yeah. Yeah. Dude, the old Moogs did that. Like, I have four of the old um, yeah, Moger Fogers. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. And dude, what was so cool about them, even though they're big and nasty and heavy, but you could just bring one. Like, you just bring just a phaser, and if you had two or three expression pedals with it, oh, my God, that thing would have, like, a million tones you get out of it. Yeah. It's like, playing a, you know, organ on top of your guitar. Yeah. They were sick like that with all the different inputs and outputs. For sure. A lot of pedals, you don't get that shit. Sometimes you get an effects loop in the in the delay, yeah, know, something like that. And I love that when there's an effects loop. The the thing I'm running all my stuff through is the MAW. It's the, the old Blood Noise Endeavors. Are you familiar with that company? That sounds familiar, but it's a cool company. They make some cool stuff, but they, it's a vocal pedal that they make, and it's oh. got an effects loop that you can use guitar effects. So that's why I'm using that Count to Five. Got it. And like all the guitar shit that I have on my board, sure. but I'm using it with vocals, right? Because I'm able to use it through that effects, effects loop. loop. Yeah, man, totally, dude. It's really cool. Man. I like when pedals have an effects loop. Me it's too. nice, and there there isn't that many I can think that really do that. But delays, a couple delays that I have have that. Yeah. And that's cool when you can put your repeats through like some extra effects yeah. is really nice. Yeah. Or even if you just want to like stack them, you set the delay time really the low. Deluxe Memory Boy has yeah, it. I've that's got right. that. Yep. That's got it. Yep. That's one I could think of off the top of my head. There's uh, there's a couple. I don't know. You're right. I have to go dig in there. Dude, I have, have, have like a hundred The, the rabbit pedals. hole. Oh the rabbit God. hole. And hey. then when you start, I see you got synth shit over here too. So that yeah. rabbit hole gets a little crazy too. It does. And I, I have definitely, I don't have that many synths. I have like these three and I think there's one more in the closet. And oh, there's that little one. See, it is too many. It's for not for, because I'm not, I'll sit down to a synth that I'm like, man, I just want to play guitar. Like, <laughs> Yeah. It's just more fun for me to play guitar. For me, what I like to do is like, put on like a arpeggiator and hold 
put on the hold function yeah, and like jam that's along. Fun shit. That's fun to do. And I know I'm not good at keyboards. No. Well, I notice also me neither. <laughs> Dude, live, I, live, it can be really fun to just improv a little on yeah. keyboard for for atmospheric pads and stuff, but also like bass lines. That's maybe one I could think of. Is sometimes I'll just I'll get like a you know a vibe for some like funky keyboard bass line sort of thing. Man, that well, stuff that Lehigh's doing in Glass Human, where he switches to the synth. yeah, dude. But that's a great example. That's the kind of stuff he does it well. I totally feel that. That's something that if yeah. I was going to use That's a like synth, what came to mind when you were talking about yeah, it. Yeah, like, hey, Lehigh's right. killing it That's on a that, great one, example. that one track. I don't know what it's called, but good job, yeah. Lehigh. But it's like I'm, I already suck enough at guitar chords that trying to do some piano chords and more complicated shit, just forget it. I could do like a single line or some atmospheric stuff. But with guitar pedals, I don't know, dude, playing guitar, I could do most single lines and atmospheric stuff. So yeah. I think it's... It, you can it's, make a guitar sound like pretty much anything these yeah. days. You and know? then, you know, some of the like digital strings and, and orchestral things and stuff that I like that are on there, I can, they're better on software. Well, and you obviously are more comfortable on your instrument being the guitar. Yes. Yeah, if you can make your guitar sound like anything, it's like, well, I, don't I know, right? Exactly. On the keyboard. Well, I'm not as but comfortable. That's, that's always there. my excuse, too, when somebody yeah. says about pedals. They're like, why do you need a fucking hundred pedals? I'm like, well, I want to have all the sounds like a keyboardist, like a synth player, but I want to play guitar. So, yeah. I like here we are. I love having them, and I, obviously, I'm, I'm a pedal nut, but mm-hmm. lately I've been very obsessed with the straight into the amp tone. Oh, yeah. Big time. Well, what kind of amp though? Uh, some high gain. Okay. Like, oh, just single channel. Just like, or even a dual channel. Yeah. Like uh, Noah. That you know, my stepson Noah. I bought him the what is the fifty watt uh, orange? That fifty watt. Okay. Well, I don't know what, the, what that fifty watts called, but orange badass. Yeah, they usually the are two channel. Yeah, it's the oh, shit. shitty. It's the shit, and I mean, it's got reverb on oh, it. It's so the like, shit. It's good. Yeah, it's the shit. Man. Yeah, it's, dude. No orange uh, fucking rules. Like something like that. You know what I mean? Like that's my ideal tone. Like a nice high gain British amp, ideally, like a Marshall yeah. or an orange. It's a little like, squishy. Yeah, something that has like a good clean channel, good overdrive channel, and then it has some maybe a good spring reverb. Right pan on, in man. There. I like that. I used to be a huge Mesa fan, and I had a couple Mesas different Mesas. are awesome. Yeah, I still have my the one. I have the Mark IV boogie. That's the only one I kept the combo. And that's one I used to many times play right into the amp. But yeah. dude, it has three channels plus oh my boost, God, yeah. and it's like so you could go right in the amp stuff a whole lot of tones to go. Yeah, with, exactly. You know? So yeah, that's well, that's why I'm obsessed with it because I feel like uh, I, I, when I create these pedal boards, it's like I'm like, oh God, I'm not even using half this stuff, and I'm lugging it around everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what I did to try to overcome that? Yeah. You know, maybe oh, a long time ago now, maybe eight years ago. What can you look at this little tiny you know, little guy? Yeah. yeah. I, I sold a bunch of my big, heavy ones because they were becoming a pain in the ass to carry. A lot of it I wasn't using every show, and I need yeah. to find space on the stage. And I made them all these small modular ones. And, and this now, is your live rig right here? No, no. I mean, this is just one. It's like, if I want to bring this, I brought it to uh, a gig uh, at that festival. It was yeah. Zoo. I brought it, but I don't usually bring this to Masuji. Yeah, That's what I, I mean. It's configurable. Because we were playing in 
Pueblo? Yeah, that day before. Yeah, because I saw you guys the day but, that Michelle but the, and them played. the point is, like, they're all, they're little modular ones. So I could say, well, for this show, I'm bringing these two. And the next show, I'm bringing these, this two, or these three. Yeah. And you, when you get there, too, you can kind of, like, move them around a little to fit them on stage where you want. And they're not that heavy or bulky, any one of them. You got three yeah. of them, but they're easier to carry around. And yeah. then if you need to change one, too, it's not like you're rerouting this giant thing. You just, this one little board. It's remind me of the Strymons. Like the way the the they pedals look. look, yeah, they're the just like a they look like Hammond box pedals, yeah. is what they always call it. Okay, uh, Strymon is one. I'm you know there's that big debate. I kind of think Maris for Strymon. I'm more of a Maris guy. Like Maris is definitely more unique, original stuff. Okay. Strymon is very very good quality, but they I just feel like everything they do is like in the box. I have a big sky. And that's great. That's I've great... repaired a, bi- a big sky. They sound awesome. That's sound awesome. the one thing with them, though, is they have the plastic pots on them. So... Oh, they, they break. Oh, yeah. my, really? I thought mine were metal. Oh, I oh, had to plastic. repair uh, one of them. Because okay. The so then you would know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had to, like, desolder the pot from the board and everything. It was pretty. Oh, wait. Not the not the knob. You're saying the actual pot down inside is plastic. The knob was metal, yeah. But what it's sitting on top yeah. of, it's plastic. The, the pot itself is plastic. Oh, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, dude. Uh, so if you step on, on it. like, a super expensive pedal, you could put How plastic. easy is it to step on or trip on your pedal board? Yeah. You know no what shit. I mean? So that's my beef with them. But I, I as far as those two brands go, I, I haven't played with the Mer- um they're it, awesome. It's just Maris. Maris. Dude, okay. They're, but, and they're all quite good. I have the Strymons like, sound really good. Yes. Yeah, so the played, Strymons are definitely like a, I was saying, kind of like a more of a classier thing. And pricey. they, yeah, well, <laughs> they've really, like big, the big sky, I was just going to say, like really great reverb and a lot of different kinds of reverb, very smooth and, mm-hmm. and rich and good textures and everything. But like this, like the Mercury 7, this reverb. I mean, you could set it to sound kind of like a normal reverb, but it really is a whole different fucking beast. No yeah. reverb sounds anything like that on any of its settings, and it's got like five or six distinct tones. Yeah, and it has the and it has a built-in swell. That's like that pedal fucking not again like nothing else sounds like. So to me, I like them a little more because they're a little more unique and almost I feel like cutting edge. But Strymon makes quality shit. The one that I get so much use out of is this guy, the Iridium. Which okay. is that's a real simple guitar modeler. It's got okay. three amps and three cabs. Which is great for doing DI shit. Yeah, dude. I have since I bought that, uh, I have used that on every single like guitar track that I've done here for years now. I'm I, a big fan of amp modelers for DI DI recording. Yeah. It's, awesome. it's beautiful. And then sometimes I'll if I want, you know, I'll record clean and, and reamp it. And sometimes yeah. I'll even stand I said every single a, one. I stand next radial. to the amp and get a little tone, but what was it? How, how do you reamp? Uh the radial. Boxes. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Nice. Yeah. yeah, just that's what I was saying. Yep, you just go out and back. I got a, one of their models of the reamp. I yep. love that shit. Yep. That's good gear. Yeah. Dude, radial, radial makes, makes great nice like shit. utility grade DI shit. boxes, stuff like All that. Right, dude. Yeah. A few other things no, there. they're fucking cool. I I use their Re- stuff. I'm for a sure. big fan of the reamper. The fucking, yeah. Oh my god. I love yeah. That shit. Dude, it sounds great. It sounds great. All and their stuff like just quality. Getting a good take 
DI and just having that option of being able to run it through whatever the Yeah, whatever you want you later. Want. I love that. There is something about standing next to the amp. Like I, I just said, and I misspoke that I did every single track. Because I've also, I have done a couple standing next to my amp. But you know, honestly, when I think about it, it's never like the complicated, like, this take I'm trying to get. It's just it's like sounds. It's usually it's me trying to get some feedback. Some feedback, yeah. Or sure. like maybe some big like, Wah! you know, big one note kind of shit. I'm yeah. never standing next to my amp, you know, running a remote over here you know record stop record stop record stop da, 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 record stop. no I'm not yeah doing it. i'm gonna sit here at the desk and do it with a totally you know di for yeah sure. it just makes shit easy same with outboard uh mastering stuff i still have my outboard mastering eq that that uh brownish looking greenish one well, i'm a fucking but fan it's... of it too like doing the like the di take like because that's how we recorded the i am omega stuff is lehigh recorded all those takes before we even went in so he didn't have to keep playing with bill yeah. like and everything's to a click so right yep it just it saves so much but he time. did the guitar takes first and those are the finals and then you did the drums and he record re-recorded the guitar yeah. you have to yeah yeah but yeah. that's that's usually what i do if i'm gonna go track the drums somewhere or even want to go to track them yeah there, like, so you're very familiar with that process yeah, scratch tracks you gotta have I like bass that. guitar to follow along i i just think you kind of get you exhaust the the players that aren't actually being tracked when you have them in there just running the take over and over again. No I just doubt. think that that's crazy sometimes. Well, and some people some people are definitely better at sitting down and nailing something in a take or two. Yeah, and not everybody. Yeah, and I'm not that way I'm at all. I'm not either. And I'm such a perfectionist. Me too. I'm like, so I'll I, sit by myself for eight hours yeah. and record two songs. I have to kind of like <laughs> sit there and, and punch it in a bunch and, and sort of formulate it and change it a little to match. Because I, I want to like really carefully listen closely to like the drum take, for instance, or whatever's there yeah. you know, that I'm going off of and like meticulously listen to that and try to make sure I'm, you know, shaping something that fits that. Yeah. Otherwise, in the moment, you're just playing along with somebody. You're just trying to kind of keep up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, tracking's crazy. It's like... I love it, dude. It's it's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. It's oh, I'm excited my... that we're about to go back in. It's been a while since we're recording. So is that... You, Lehigh does all your stuff? Uh, or you go somewhere for the drums? We Yeah, go somewhere for the drums. And then we all have s- some rigs to record. Like, I have stuff. shit yeah. to record all my vocals. That's so. how we do it, too. I got you guys two nice just... mics for recording vocals. So I like can... the exact same workflow and almost yeah, schedule as Yeah, we have a very similar... Suji. Yeah, we're, like, doing the same fucking So we're doing shit. the blasting room this time, though, for the drum takes. Oh, that's not... Dude, blasting room rules. Yeah, I'm, I'm and... looking forward to it, man. We haven't recorded... Well, I mean, we recorded at some nice studios, but... Just obviously all the records and Bill Stevenson. And yeah. Well, that's the thing too. I think it's not, I, I wasn't like as impressed with the facilities necessarily as it's name recognition. Yeah. But also yeah. it's the people too. Totally. Like they have really good engineers that really know how to get the best out of their rooms For and like sure. take their time and do it right. That's why those records sound really good out of there. Totally. Well, and Bill Stevenson is like legendary punk drummer and it's like, you want to get a guy that's doing, you know, at least for us, we're playing heavy punk music, punk based, I guess. But so having those drums recorded by somebody that knows that kind of genre, you yep. know what I mean? I think it's, it's just going to be really good. Yep. No, he knows what the tone he's looking for, for sure. Yeah. To make that pop out of the record like that. So many good records have been recorded there. Yeah, man. That's so. a like world famous room, dude. Yeah. I was saying just the name recognition. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. That's and then, cool. When's yeah, that? Uh, winter, January, January, first week of January, and doing the tracks. And then, time to do it. Yeah, everybody and records we'll, in the winter because you're, you know, you're all locked up inside. 
Bill's having a baby uh, in uh, first week of November is when his baby's due. So, oh, damn. So we'll be on like a little bit of a, a hiatus. Hiatus, yeah. It's sure. just taking taking it easy, at least from playing shows, and then we'll be in the studio. So, right. so we've been writing a bunch of shit. So we got a bunch of shit ready and still working on stuff. So that's cool. Yeah. Congrats to Bill for the yeah new addition to yeah. the to the fam. So yeah, that's cool. cool. Yeah, man, dude. Thanks for coming out, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Thanks is, for is doing it. Has it already been an hour? It's been an hour. That's crazy. Uh, that flew by. I, I knew we were going to talk about Mars Volta. We did. <laughs> we talked about Mars Volta like a lot more than I thought. But we were, I was just at that show. I knew we were going to talk about it just because well, I, I know you're them. a huge fan. I feel like of all of our friends, I think recognizably you're probably the other person that's as big of a fan fan as as you see and i didn't know that you were such a huge mars alta fan well because i obviously i jumped away you weren't at that show what what no no i wasn't did you go to mission like i did i did yeah yeah, i did see i I had to miss that one so yeah and i didn't know that about you which i was kind of you were out of town right yeah it was like one of my best friends weddings that's right dave andriana that i still bitch about all the time i had to miss it because amazing wedge wedding can't afford it couldn't afford oh. it. Yeah. Well, you know, it was funny too. It, was, it wasn't it was sold out at the end. If you would have looked or if I knew to get a hold of you or something, at the end, people were like giving those tickets away because oh, it was only like 60% sold or something. Well, Bill had an extra ticket and he kept saying, oh yeah, you, you want to buy it? I'm like, I just can't, dude. I want to go so bad, but- You can save the cash. Yeah. Just this end of the year, like yeah. squeeze, squeeze, no, squeeze. No, no. Dude. And like you said, I mean, even- Red Rocks, unless you're drinking tap water, like even non-alcoholic stuff, it's so expensive. Yeah. The ticket and getting places and, I mean, just to go out. I was like joking my girlfriend about it because we like to go out to eat. She loves to go out and and it's fun, but oh my God. Even we'll try to find cheaper places. And I remember some place we went and we got tacos. And we did get, we also, they get you on the drinks. And I mean, we each had a margarita. Drink, yeah, I was going to say drinking is where they the, Yeah, man, we, have, we each of us had one drink. And and like some tacos, and it was $100 after the tip. And I'm like, you can't even go get some tacos. It's yeah. like $100. No. Like, it's crazy. So you 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 have to be willing, you know, even for fast food, basically, to shell out something. You, when you go to a concert, it's like, man, every time it ends up costing a bunch. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah. Well, I do d- love the marquee pizza. Oh, hell yeah. And that's not that much. Like $2. No, slice, I just ate it? that. Like like I said, we were just at Comeback Kid last week. Fuck yeah. We go to, like I said, though, we go to a lot of heavy, heavy shows. So uh, yeah. probably didn't think I was as big of a fan because I'm into a lot of yeah, the heavy stuff. Yeah, I thought you were more into heavy, heavier stuff. Definitely. I listen to mostly heavy bands, but I, I love the Mars Volta. I do, I, I, we didn't say this, but I meant to jump back in and say it. One thing that bums me out about at the drive-in in in Fugazi and other bands that play heavy aggressive music is when they're fucking black sheeping their fans for moshing. Like that shit is mm. fucking bullshit. Yeah, when they're calling them out. Yeah, dude. Like yeah. fuck you. Like that's well, whack. I think uh I think at the drive-in uh Mars Volta guys, they're both or at least Cedric is definitely known to be like very Oh God, I don't know the right word to say it. Like not not agreeable. Uh, he got in trouble that one time in Denver. I think that was Mars Volta. Yeah, because then he mentioned it at the at the drive-in reunion. He threw like a trash can or something into the crowd and fucking cut some guy's face open who sued him. But I remember when they were doing Antimask. Remember that band? Yeah. He got in trouble then because he had some boiling hot water. He makes tea on stage for his throat. And I think I don't know what the crowd was doing. He didn't like, and he threw a, a boiling hot water on them whoa yeah so that guy 
Now, also, so you're gonna say, "Oh, don't be fucking violent," yeah, but then you're gonna then do you're, violent things. So, so, I mean, that guy's got whack. a couple screws loose. But here's the other thing too, which is I don't know if you knew this about their new album. It's all about him and his wife escaping Scientology. Like I did know some of that, yeah. And there's there's an interview that the two of them did when the new album came out. Oh, I forget who it was with, but it was really good. And Cedric has a whole long section where he's saying about he was just in such a d- awful place and he was being an awful human. And I'm not sure. I think he says drugs were involved. I know a lot of times, oh, different times drugs, they were yeah. on and off with drugs. But he was like admitting that he was all kinds of fucked up and behaving really poorly. And that was part of the reason the Mars Volta like called it quits for a little yeah. while because him and Omar got at it. Yeah, um, you could and then And that. then he sounded like when he got out of the church and and that whole thing sort of changed him. And I do notice, I mean, I'm sure you saw it mission and definitely I saw this time, the band is like way more was restrained. And even like, didn't say too they much, but he did though. say thank you. And and they played mm-hmm. like very well. It sounded and, so good. Yeah, he was singing on key. He was actually like singing well and you could see him. He was like having a good time. Yeah, And that's not the way, you know, they used to be like very unhinged unhinged which he also some of that's badass though dude oh that that was like part of the, the appeal demons. that's what i'm saying is i loved how like they kind of were unhinged like yeah. they they were known for like disregarding their physical being that's while right they performed yep and Just i can relate to that because I, I tend to do that a lot yeah you know what i mean so dude i'm a huge fan of that but if you're playing that kind of music and you're telling people you can't mosh like, yeah that's that's, that's so hypocritical lame. I just hate that. I but, hate that about them, but I do love their music. <laughs> yeah. the first, Well, this, like you said, this time they were really tight. And last year I heard they were, because of the new lineup. The first time I ever saw them was Francis the Mute tour. And I think they were opening for System of a Down maybe or something. Um, okay. I can't I remember. I think I saw them on the tour after that. Yeah, I think it was that one. with the Mars Volta. Okay. But they, uh, yeah, they were just opening. It was Francis the Mute. And they were like kind of sloppy. But oh my God, like we were saying before about cutting loose on stage. Holy mother of fuck. Yeah, the uh, dancing that I that dude never, does. Yeah. And when I did that, and Omar kept doing this thing where he would just like kind of like contort his body a little, like whip it around, and his guitar would like fly up his head yeah. and oh, around yeah, his back. Yeah. And then he'd just like jump in the air and pull it back. They were doing this like salsa dancing with his guitar. Yeah, dude. And like it's amazing, dope. ridiculous acrobatics that oh, we were yeah. like, what the fuck? And like, you know, fall on the floor and jumping back up and just, I don't, you know, all over the place. It was, it was a cool ass show. Well, just he's watch. definitely, um, Omar does, he looks the same. He's like, looks like he's 12 years old still. I but, know, right? Um, he just wears that hat now. He's but got a hat. Other know, dudes definitely doesn't look the same no. as he used to. He's, time has not been very kind to him. No, to Cedric. He looks what bad. happens. Yeah, it's true. It happens. It does, dude. Well, that's, you know, it's funny. It was like you're saying, you're right. They, I just saw them now again to contrast, contrast those two shows. The first show, they looked so fucking cool, but they were sloppy. He was very pitchy. He was not singing well that night at all. Yeah. It was terrible, the singing, mm-hmm. to be honest. But yeah. it was so cool. And I knew the song, so I liked it anyway. You're singing along. I was singing along. Every fucking key, Right. <laughs> <laughs> but this last time, to hear him sing that well, the band play that well, but yeah, to watch him just kind of stand there and do it. With the wind, you know, blowing his his hair a little bit and his white beard and shit it was like, yeah, yeah. He almost, you know, he kind of looked like a little bit from the the Megatron was uh, Wayne Coyne to me. He had like a a blazer kind of sport jacket thing on with the buttons on it. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I don't know, just his beard and his overall and the way he was. I was like, he, he, he's going a little flaming lips on me. Yeah, that's funny. Ah, that didn't. Oh, that's I didn't ever think of that. I could see that though. He kind of yeah. He looks like the looks like the goth uh, 
He's it's a trip. He's like he looks very now that he's older. He looks very cartoonish to me. It's like I'm not trying to rip on the way the dude looks, but he just it's just like weird. He'll never listen to this. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, it's funny. Well, you know, we're talking about Wilco. Bring that back because I love Wilco. Yeah, fan. He's one guy too that like holy shit. Just just over the course of like two three albums, he just looks like his father or something. You know, he looks like a different person. Yeah, it happens. Some of these older dudes are like. Like I, I love the hardcore bands. So like Mad Balls a band I love and that that singer for that band is that dude has twice the energy that I have, dude. And it's yeah. like crazy that that dude just in such good shape. It's funny. And well, I think, I don't know if this is part of it or I'm guessing it, maybe I'm saying surmising this, but people go through some like serious shit in it. It ages them, you know? Yeah. It's, that dude's been through some traumatic shit. I know yeah. we were talking about the lyrical content, this church thing. I know one of the songs or some of the contents about his wife being like raped. raped. Yeah, she was raped by that dude from that 70s show. It's Danny Masterson, who just went to jail That's for That's who raped her? Yeah. What? That's the rape case. Chrissy oh, I didn't know Bixler, that. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know I that. I didn't she make that Bixler. fucking connection. That's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Uh, wow. Right. So. Wow. I that's that that's connection. it. It's that seventy show rapist dude is the guy that raped Mars Vault, the lead singer's wife. And then he wrote that album about it. I always say that's what makes that album so good because there's a lot of truth to it. For sure. Oh, dude. It's but 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 you know, to your point, I think if you look at him just before that album, even look at him like anti mask. I mean, he's starting to show it a little bit. The at the drive in reunion, he looked a little older. Um, but not like so I didn't go to any of those shows. He looked a little, you know, he's telling starting to, but not like that. Not like at now. He definitely like. This I movie. was bummed that they didn't have Jim Ward in the new stuff. I was like, yeah, How that are you was lame. Call this at the drive. Well, he wouldn't do it. He, I think I he's know. still like Sparta I heavy, know. and he's like, fuck these guys. He is. Well, I thought that he was gonna do it, and then he backed out at the last second That's or right. something. That's like what I heard that. Too. And it's just like. You know, that said, that album's still pretty good. When it came first came out- I did jam it a few times. It's yeah. pretty good, yeah. When it first came out, I was very skeptical, and I played it a couple times and went, ah, I don't like it that much. And then over the years, I've revisited it a couple times. And yeah. I'm like, it's actually quality shit, It's man. got some good tracks. It's got yeah. some tracks. The But just Jim Ward brought a whole different dynamic to that oh, band. Yeah. And some of the songs that he was like the prevalent, like he was the main vocalist on some of the yep. stuff too. And it's yep. like- no, dude, the two, I think that's definitely what made At The Drive-In pop so much back then. I don't think that Cedric really could have just carried those shows and records all. I think the two of them and having the two sing, it was like a little bit of the, um, oh God, was that a real, uh, sh- I think it's crazy that Omar started out being the bassist in that band. Right, right. On the first time he's playing bass. Yeah. Who's that other real famous like rapper? Oh, Linkin Park with the two guys. Uh, Mike Shinoda. There's two, but there's two, right? And a singer Chester. and a screamer. Yeah, yeah. That's what you say. The same. And Mar- the at the driving kind of had that with the two of them. They both scream, but like, yeah. But I definitely t- prefer at the driving to Lincoln Park. Oh yeah, no big time. <laughs> no big time. I'm just saying it was this. I think that's what gave them much like that band too. Having two singers was like a. That's a different thing. That's a lot more novel. Yeah. Because there's a lot of great like punk emo bands around that time, but at the driving really popped. Because they were nuts, you know, they were breaking shit. Yeah, and I think it had a big sound with the two. Their story is pretty interesting. Um, have you do you, do you read a lot or do you do audiobooks? I don't do audiobooks, but I read um, if it's like about. I'll read like uh, nonfiction stuff. They, I, I do a lot of audiobooks because I'm at work and I do the pods. Like yeah, I said, you're saying, but that. I yeah, recently that. did that sellout uh, by Dan Nastasi. I don't know. I can't that. remember what his last name is, but 
it's it talks about all these different bands and their road to signing with um, major labels. Oh, and it's, okay. so it talks about the whole at the drive-in story. It talks about bands Ooh. like Thursday, My Chemical oh. Romance, oh. Green Day. Oh, damn. It's That's you, an interesting You got to check yeah. it out. Dude, What's it called again? It's called Sellout. Sellout. I feel right. like you need to check it out. Yeah, I would probably enjoy it, reading that. It goes over all the at the drive-in stuff. So it's a really interesting- I know some of that story. I, yeah, you're obviously very in tune. But yeah, it yeah. talks about a lot of that stuff. And it talks about, obviously, their deterioration and all yeah. that. Yeah, so that's pretty interesting. So yeah. check it out. Yeah. Hell yeah. I will. I will. Dude, thanks for coming again, Yeah, dude, man. thanks for having me. I'm stoked, yeah. fucking stoked to be invited. This is the second time I've ever podcasted. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Bill Bill has a buddy that does rock and roll beer guy. Okay. And he, um, it's, a, I, don't, I don't know how many followers he has, but he, it's a decent pod. Like, yeah. he's been doing it for a long time, but All he's right. had- tons of big names that's cool tons of big names and we were lucky enough to get on there but he also does stuff with like wrestlers and stuff too branches out a little bit yeah but sure. like i'm not so strict on my, who i'd have but to. it's like a lot of the people are musicians like he had the, yeah. the guitarist from turnstile he's oh that's awesome like he's Love had turnstile. some huge names on there so we were like really lucky to get on there with him but um, rock and roll beer guy. That's the only guy. one we've been on. Like, okay. I don't know that I've been on because I. Well, you you know you started listing some other ones that I don't even know, and I I remember looking when I wanted to start this show. I was like, yeah, okay, how many? And I see like how late I am to the party and how many there are. But I did I do try to. It's not always the case. I mean, we actually did talk a fuckload about music. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of times, like it's that's where I'll say the differentiative. Like, I don't have any pre-planned questions or not yeah. i mean I'm really just and most of the time two people i want to bring are people that i'm closer to that you know yeah i have a good conversation i want to have a good conversation with well i knew we were going to nerd out about pedals but i had things yeah. like in mind that i was like i'm going to ask him about like what he's listening to it's just some things because i yeah. listen to a lot of pods and there's like certain things that they'll ask each other and stuff I was like sure it always makes for good talk you know what it I mean? does it does so. yeah thinking of little well that's why i started thinking of the records i'm like I usually have a pile that I've either just listened to or just bought and haven't listened to. It's a nice conversation starter. Like, pick a couple off and be like, you know, oh, any of yeah, this stuff. Yeah, you've got quite the collection. You have anything there, in common? A lot more than me. Yeah, dude, I love records. Well, that's cool that you're into records too, because not yeah. everybody. I like a lot of hip hop. I collect like a lot of different genres, but I do buy a lot of hip hop and a lot of yeah. hardcore. So there's a lot of great hip hop on vinyl. There is, yeah, yeah especially yeah, since dude. they're repressing a lot of the old stuff. Yep, I see so. that from time to time. I think all I have maybe is the Chronic. The last Doctor Dre. I have that. Oh, oh, and uh, uh that Outcast album. I know I have that. Which I love one? That album. The Love Below. Speaker oh, Box. okay, yeah, yeah. Dude, I, The Love Below, which is almost like not even really a hip-hop record. Yeah, it's a pop record. It's, I, I feel like it's still, a pop record. I fucking love that yeah. record. It's so goofy and, sh- and oh my God. I lo- it oh, still it's, makes it's me laugh. Yeah, no, I love it. I remember when groove. it came out, I bought the CD. So I, I owned yeah. the CD, but I don't have the- And Speakerbox is good, the other one, but it's not like- The Love Below is just so weird. My favorite outcast is AT Aliens. Yeah, that one's really good. I mean, that's the one before, right? It's It's- that it's one of their very first ones. Oh, oh, maybe it's, that's not. I think it's of. their second one. They had a really popular one uh, that is Aquemini, probably. Aquemini, that's the one. That one's yes. good too, man. That's the one I'm thinking. They of. got some good shit. Like they almost every single one of the records has like a bunch of good songs. Yeah. So the last hip hop record that I bought is uh, Ill Bill. Ill Bill, familiar with Ill Bill, but Ill Bill. 
take it, on Kill Bill. Obviously. It's good shit, dude. Okay. Uh, do you like Tech Nine? Tech Nine, I don't know. Tech Nine's on one of the songs. He's like Tech Nine is. I think I know Tech. He's uh, he's an independent rapper that's like got a huge following and has done it all fucking on his own without any major label. But he's oh, that's cool. Huge, so he's on there. Um, like uh, Vinny Paz from like Jedi Mind Tricks. He's on okay. there. I don't know. Some in underground shit. So. Yeah, yeah. Bill Bill. It's a good record though. That's cool. Is yeah. that they're not Denver, right? No, no. no um, somewhere. In- Where do you buy your? You go to still go to record stores. You just Amazon it, or I go to a few record stores and I I do. There's a few cool distros that I shop on. Oh, okay. Um, the Rev Revelation Records. Yes, distro. Revelation Records. Oh, that cool distro's shit. great. They keep like emailing me shit all the time. Yeah, they email the the, the newsletter. Yeah, yeah the newsletter. Too. I get it all. So the time. I order from them a lot, but I also like I'll go to Black and Red and some of the other spots around town. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, what Twisted Shout is that still there? Yeah, I think so. I was like Twisted Shout. The closest to me is is Black and Red, so I tend to go there. I don't know Black and Red, dude. What's the other one? You uh, need to go to Black and Red. I don't think I've ever been to Black and Red, dude. If you like books, like hard copy books, they have like a they have a record store on one side and the other side's a bookstore. Book yeah, that's cool. And they sell like old like VHSs and like oh. DVDs and stuff like that, dude. Maybe it's some like laser discs. They have laser discs, oh, dude. dude. I know you collect laser discs. I, yes. uh, when I heard that, I was like, Yeah. I was like, I need to ask uh, now him I have if he's, to go dude, to you buy have laser to go. discs. They have a whole section of laser discs. Fuck dude. these books, records, movies. Okay, and so shit. Black and Red is on. It's on 80th and Wadsworth. Okay, sure. So it's not too Never far. Never heard from of it. it. Oh, dude, I was going to say, great. what's the other big record store? There's Twisted Shout, and there's that other one. It's like it's almost like two stores. They have Angelo's, which I think Angelo's might have all closed. Chain Reaction is in in Lakewood. They have. Uh, I'm thinking of Denver. Yeah, you're talking about. I can't think of what it's called. But there's another big one there. Uh, wax tracks. Wax tracks. That's the one. Yeah, wax tracks. Those two. That I remember, place is awesome. Yeah, dude. It's I like, remember going down to Denver sometimes. You know, especially before I had my kid, like back in the day, just going down there on a Saturday with some friends. That we were sometimes you can buy anything. Just go and like, but something to do. And we'd, oh, like, dude, I love those records. Even if I don't buy, I always have to buy. I was gonna say, usually one. you find something possible not to. At wax tracks, I bought um, this Einstein on the beach. Uh, box set that's um, Philip Glass, if you know. Uh, you know? No? Mm-mm. Yeah, like really w- weird uh, composer. He did the 2001 uh, Space Odyssey soundtrack. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Weird ambient shit, but he just happened to, there's one of like me looking through rock records and all kinds of like, yeah, whatever, and he just had it sitting there. I was like, dude, how much for this? I think it was cheap too. He's like, oh, that, I don't know. I bought a Metallica record, MF Doom, Oh, nice. And then I also bought, a, I think, a Deftones record when I was last in there. The Wack Tracks. Yeah. They got a good selection, I man. What like Metallica record are you buying? Come on. Dude, the only three I'll buy, which yeah. I already own them. Yeah, so why are you buying it? Oh, you didn't have this one. Kill Em All. F- yeah, fuck yeah. Ride the Lightning. Yep. Master Puppets. Really no Justice for All? Oh, that wince. Come on. But B likes that one and she love keeps that one. B, I, a lot of people love it. Yeah, I knew you were going to leave that out. <laughs> I'm not into that. I like it better than Kill 'em All. Really? Yeah. 
Really? Uh, yeah. No, Actually, I think you guys talked about this yeah, on, did we? Oh, yeah, on dude, one of the maybe. pods. You did ta- I did we you, talk about Metallica? You might have. Because I was saying how much Lars Ulrich sucks, which is true. Yeah, I think he he's awful. He sucks. He's a terrible those drummer. First three, the fourth one could get thrown into the conversation. Yeah. So, I will say good this record. too. The Black Album has a couple tracks. Yeah. No, dude, Black Album, it's it's good for what it is. It's just they start to change. You know, I, I do equate it. You know, they're not the same and they didn't even change in the same way, but they had this similar transformation like Mastodon, I think, where they were they were real successful of being real heavy. Yeah. And at one point they just kind of slowly started, well, we're gonna introduce a little more pop into it and we're gonna sing a little more yeah. and slow it down. And it just kept selling more that way and they yeah. kept going that way. And this Which is where they for end me, up. I just I don't listen to heavy music for it to be poppy. So that's yeah. why I'm like, I wanna well, hear see, that raw shit. Give I think sometimes me. right you know, Metallica, this is like maybe why I like Injustice for All is because it's the very first hint of that or even some of the Black Album. Oh, for sure. Injustice right for All trans- is when he first started actually like writing melodies yeah. for and his right fucking- the, When bands like start to add the pop elements, like again, Mastodon, I fucking love like Blood Mountain and the one before that too, Leviathan. Yeah. Because it's still like I got that remission nastiness, but they start, they just add a little bit of like- melody to it yeah and those two albums where they're like the in-between albums i think are my favorite they're shit. a great live band too oh yeah i've seen them a couple of times they're awesome yeah they're awesome yeah mastodon fucking rules sure. i think they still you know even as poppy as they've gotten they're like they'll go down in history as oh yeah they hold up yeah they hold up man for sure if, they're gonna be around if you're into metal you definitely know give, them give them their yeah plus their artwork is fucking sick as shit yeah i'd have a couple mastodon shirts I know. I'm like, oh, where'd they go? <laughs> but I, I know have I have any of their merch, but yeah, oh, I definitely have some merch. Great, and I, do, I have their records too. Band. Their records are cool because they're, they're usually very pretty and they're usually pressed with like a little, you know, foil looking shit on them. And well, and they're not a band that writes tracks, they write records. Yes. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's, eh, and like they kind of fit together like that. I love that shit. I do too, man. I'm a record guy. The whole single thing, you know, and everybody's moving that way, I realize. And, and I guess me too, sort of, or yeah. it's, it's going to happen. You know, it's inevitable, but I don't like it. I like records. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you're a collector. I'm a collector. So that's why I'm always going to feel that same way. Yeah. You're, but I never not put it- everybody's like this day and age. There's not a lot of, like you fucking talk to people in their twenties and there's not a ton of people that are collecting records. That's true. You know, you're right. Unless and- you're like a devout fucking music fan. You know what I mean? You're going to a lot of shows and stuff. Yeah. Which yeah. we're in that world, so right, and you're right. You might like, run from into when more I, than some people. Well, those like early college because when I was starting college, I was an undergrad, you know, out of high school, and had you start to have like a real job, and I could buy stuff. Like, I was buying records. Like, I already had them from when I was a kid because yeah. I always loved records. I always loved vinyl. I still have all my old vinyl from when I was a kid. But we had to buy them most of the time to to listen to them. Yeah, that was the only way to get it. And in fact, for a long time, it was the cheapest way. Cassettes were more for a long time when I was a kid. Well, and yeah, cassettes were great because you could copy them and share them yeah. with your homies or whatever. But, but I, I was it was a little while till like I had a little portable cassette thing. I remember like a little you know, um, not even a boombox, a tiny little box you put a cassette in. You could play like mono out of this thing, probably. But it was a little while, I think, till we had like one on the main stair in the hi-fi. I remember forever we had to buy records because we didn't have the tape, you know. Yeah. And then CDs, oh my God, forget that. I didn't have a CD player until I had like a CD-ROM at some point yeah. in, a, in a computer build that I had, you know. 
So with records I had to have for a while, and then I had them, and I kept. And they just still. You know what they just need kept to make amassing them. A thing is like, okay, you bought this record on CD in 2000. You need to be able to upgrade it to the fucking format that you actually listen to. So like, <laughs> how the fuck would that ever work? Bro? It would never work. No, but, but it'd be sweet. It'd be cool, dude. Because I have so many CDs that I would gladly trade in for a vinyl copy. Yeah, it's you true. know what I'm saying, dude. Well, and you know, like some of them, like we're saying those lathe cuts, if you're just making a copy for yourself and you own the CD, you could probably get one made that yeah. you want for you. Yeah. But now it's a lathe cut and it's not going to have the kind of packaging and stuff. Yeah, the packaging want. is where the yeah, vinyl is no, always the king. Right. The, the packaging is so See, sick on They know vinyl, that too, though, because though, they're like, here, this spot, our new record's coming out and <sighs> it's like, you, you know, $50, $100 for this thing. You're like, what the hell? Oh, yeah, because it's got like. The seven inch and two colored like things. The explanation, gonna... fucking the packaging on that, the like the clear, like smoky vinyl that they have or whatever. Yeah. God, that looks yeah. gorgeous, dude. Yeah. No, I love that. Nice. Just, it's, just yeah, it's like bands are just doing it right. Yeah, for sure. That, vinyl, it's when you pull out the record, man. That Blood Brothers one that I just got, dude. Like it's like the twentieth year anniversary of the of the burn piano island burn, but it also came with a seven inch that has ambulance versus ambulance and that pink tarantula song or whatever. Okay. So it's just a seven inch with two tracks. So yeah. it's got the that record plus the seven inch and it's like tucked in there in this little like pocket that's specially made, made for, for it. the yeah. seven inch. Yeah. And then that's it comes sick. with this like book that's like got all the lyrics and then another book that's got all these like live photos. Like it's that's sick. I just love that yeah. shit. The dude, swag, that's why dude. I get it, because the swag, because the, the packaging. And shit. Well, you know, just bring it back to the Mars Volta, that the OG pressing for um Bedlam yeah. has a seven inch in it that's the that's like the pointer for the Ouija board. You, it's a gatefold, and you open up. And it's a Ouija board inside, oh, and then that's the little like pointer. I love unique merch like that. Uh, Deftones did a tarot card set. That's sick, dude. And then I went. I was gonna buy that shit because I was like, "That's so cool. I have to have it." Yeah. And I went to buy it, and it was fucking sold out. Like, oh I yeah, to fucking pay for it. That's it. You know, I feel like every time that something there's like, especially records, there's like a cool record gets announced, you can pre-order it. Every time I hesitate, like, that's real cool, but I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll look at it later. Or something you go back and sold out. Yeah, and then they announced the second pressing. Yeah, <laughs> right. So that helps. Yeah, I had to do that with my Mario record. I had to do a second pressing. Really? Got, yeah. So many people. Yeah, I, I heard you saying that 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 sold really well. It did, it That's did, really and it. Cool. But see, I think also it was the way I was selling it. I was like, I'm just opening a 24 hour pre order window because I don't know how many to make, and as many pre orders as I get, you know, I'll round it up and I'll press that many. Yeah, because you could sell a couple extra. Copies. Yeah, and I did. I think I had like 50 extra. So when it was done, I I sold the other 50. But then people just kept saying like, When are you going to make more? When are you going to make more? And I was like, Oh fuck, guess when I make more. But after the second pressing, problem. yeah, right. Well, and I kept thinking, oh, how many times can I go back to this well? Well, the answer was two because yeah. after the second pressing, nobody was asking for it. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, we want new songs. Yeah, I guess <laughs> a new record, a new record. <laughs> oh, and then we take go back to full circle of that of like I haven't finished a record in so long. Yeah. Well, you guys, that's it's been a year or more since. I, I mean, I bought your record. I got your record. I did pay for it. I bought your record like. Uh, a year ago, but it didn't just come out, did it? It came out in June last year. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. That's, it was a dual album. That was the same thing as our yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. Right. We released it at okay. the same show. I wasn't yeah, sure if that was right. when it was released or not. Yeah, we had those. So you guys are kind of in the same. Are you working on a full length, though? No. Well, originally we wanted to, but it's gonna be we're like just an not going to have enough material. Yeah, that's so we're going to record as much as we can. Okay. Which is fine. We're doing a shorty. Yeah. EP. I think right now... 
have four that are completed, but we're hoping to have at least two more, and we're talking about doing a cover. Oh, nice. So Very nice. Yeah, or maybe a couple covers. Uh, sure. Dude, you guys do some cool covers. Live, you guys do some cool We've done cool a lot covers. of covers, so. Yeah, they work. You got, And you I make them so. your own. I mean, that's the thing, dude. You got to like. Yeah, so make those are own. some things that are being talked about. We're, yeah, we don't have enough material to do a full length again, but yeah, I don't know. I, I still want to print it on a twelve inch. Yeah, just the just draw buttholes on the back side. Or do both sides, dude. Both sides, press, right? All on the inside. Press it on both sides. Oh, we'll make the sticker. Just make the sticker. Yeah. The outline of the butthole. Oh, that's so funny, dude. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what we end up doing. But yeah, we're recording either way. We got a few tracks. So cool. Some tracks. Cool. Well, I'll keep a track of how your tracks are going. I'm yeah, excited because I love recording. the last record. It was awesome. Thanks, dude. Like, likewise. When it, when are you guys recording? We're sort of doing it now. We've we kind of started. Now we had to pause for the show, but we're we're doing some. We're we're doing it now. We're do, we're still kind of working on the drum tracks on most of it. But where are you doing those here? Uh, some of them here, and then we done uh, some. Um, uh, I can't remember the name of the studio. Ryan's friend did did some of the tracks. Gotcha. Oh God, what was the name? Chris. I can't remember the name of the studio. Very nice the facility. Day those guys used to go to Arsenal. Hmm. I can't remember because I, I don't went, know Arsenal. I think that's where they recorded that record that I did those tracks on back in the day. Okay. Um. Yeah. Don't forget to check that track out. Yeah, I definitely will. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I definitely I wrote will. the lyrics. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, the lyrics so the, are actually kind of cool. It is, dude. It's a small town. It's like I was it's pretty funny. proud of it when they released it. I was like, oh hell yeah, this is fucking cool. Well, that record's fucking cool. Yeah, and, and obviously we got to jump on again. Um, this new one, fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. yeah, I appreciate it, and I appreciate coming by. Yeah, for like the third time. Yeah, That's we fine. Keep, we keep saying we're done. Well, no, we don't we have to be though. It's good if there's more to say, but we yeah. did. We filled up that. Well, we're at hour forty. I noticed I was definitely early on a lot more on my shit about it's an hour. I think, but the first time I'd go, okay, that was it. We okay because I usually still do it. Yeah, but like Dave Sandoval was here. It was another one. I'm sure, I think we went an hour forty or two hours. Oh, you had just, Dave. I can't wait to listen to That's Dave. That's a good one. Oh, I can't. But wait. we we kind of kept doing the same thing. I'm like, all right, an hour's up. Just we done? edit it out. Are we done? We're like. Yeah, but what about this? Yeah, you done? Yeah, but farts and butts and asses. Dude, we could easily talk for longer, yeah, like easily. No you know what I mean? But like, I do feel like an hour is a nice format. You know, to bring it all the way back to what you were first saying when you got here about different podcasts you listen to. I do think when they go too long, and even two hours sometimes is like a little. It's pushing the edge. I've heard some really good two-hour podcasts. Yeah. But certainly when they start creeping beyond that, a lot of times I just don't end up finishing them. I keep going, oh, I'm going to get back to that. But yeah. there's others. There's so much out there. Yeah. You know. For sure. Yeah, I like it. I like them to be shorter, but I also like them to be longer. Like because I spend so much time sitting in a chair, yeah. like the longer ones are nice. To use it. Cuz yeah, like I've got like it's well, you know, six or seven that I'm like I've listened to hundreds of episodes now and I'm completely caught up. So now I'm like, yeah, fuck. I okay. need something well, else. I just locked down a new one, so <laughs> You know it's funny you're saying that. I listen to a lot of them at the gym. So maybe that's why I want to be shorter cuz I'm like, oh my god. Get me the fuck out of here now. I'm yeah, done. see, and when I'm doing workout shit, I, I listen to music because it kind of gets me a Get little you bit more moving. pumped. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I almost do the opposite. I feel like at work, I'm listening to music more. Yeah. And, and, and make, I'm working out on podcasts. Like, listening to music at work makes me want to not be sitting down. It makes me want to be like, 
Oh, I got to sit stand desk, so I just stand. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I can't. Podcast is too much. A lot of the time for my job, I I do have to really like focus and think too much. Where I think if I'm listening to podcasts, I can't. I can't multitask. Like really getting that conversation, yeah, and also focusing you're on computing what I'm doing. and thinking yeah. about shit. In fact, a lot of the music I listen to is either instrumental or or albums that I've heard a whole bunch of times. I don't want to yeah. be throwing on some new thing that I'm trying to like listen to. Listen nuance to nuance. And yeah, shit. not at all. No, gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah, but then working out, I'm just it's kind of like mindless for me. Yeah. So I'm like, but you're right. Music would get you more pumped. In fact, sometimes when I've gotten real tired. I'll turn off like a podcast and put on some like heavy music. And all of a sudden I'm like, Oh no, I got this now. I keep going. Yeah. Crazy. It does help. Well, yeah. The, I don't know the podcast at, at work. Like it, sometimes if I get a little tired, cause sometimes I will get tired. I mean, I'm just sitting under a microscope all day, you know? Um, but yeah, so if I start to get tired, I'll maybe throw on something heavy just to kind of counter that. But yeah, I, I've never tried working out to to, to podcast. podcast. I never. I'm always just like, give me something heavy. Yeah, to keep it going. <laughs> no, you're right, and it does. It's that's probably like I said. Well, I'm always like, happy I work for out at my ones. house though, so it's like I, I do a lot of that here too. I put on a boombox or whatever. And sure. Yep. Yep. Sometimes I even just have. It's in my bedroom. I have my bench in there, some weights, and like sometimes I just have a TV on. Yeah, I I do both. I put on a TV and listen to music while I'm working out. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. See, it's cheaper than Peloton, man. You don't have to. There's people in the room there with you. you just... Yeah. <laughs> no, that's something I don't. I was talking to my neighbor about it because he loves it and like, man. But for me, working out, I it's uh, it has to be on my own terms. I don't like classes and shit like that. Yeah, we got a treadmill at the house and a weight bench. So that's I don't I don't go to the gym. I just do. Yeah, and I don't I used do it every go... day. I used to go more and then I got my own stuff and yeah. I've been going less. I have a, like a bike trainer and I have my own free weights, but at my lab, there's a, there's a gym. Nice. So sometimes on like a lunch break, I'll go down there and every once in a while, if it's like a Saturday, there's just a rec center right up the street, yeah. but it's, it's, it's maybe once a month or so that I really make it up there. You know, yeah. it's mostly at home, just a time. It's easy. Ease. Yeah, dude. I love it. Makes it easier. Yeah, I love the convenience. Well, you look like you're in great shape, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck I've yeah, definitely brother. been working on my health uh, this past few months. Right. Well, you know, also, <laughs> like you're saying issues. about alcohol. Oh, my God. That's I, the times when I've stopped drinking for long periods of time. Oh, I just noticed just the fat just pours right off and the energy just goes way up. Yeah. And I like my whole body just responds better to like better diet. I want to like eat better too all of a sudden and I want to exercise. Yeah. Know? So it's definitely that that adds. It's hard like a, to eat good and drink enough water. Yeah. <laughs> Those two true. things are like they make you healthy if you can do them, but it's hard to pull off. Right. Right. <laughs> at least for me. <laughs> well, the water, I don't know. I'm always eating healthy. I feel you there because I like to eat late at night when it's not healthiest to eat. <laughs> yeah. And I like to eat stuff that's not always the healthiest stuff. But water, I don't know. I chug water all fucking day. I drink it too, but... You got a water bottle. That's once I'm not at work, I don't think about drinking it it's as weird. much. Yeah, because when no. I'm at my desk, I'm like, well, I'm just yeah. pounding it. And then I'm like, all right, I got to no, fill dude, up my water bottle. Uh, it's, you're right. I'm the same, same exact way. At my desk, I'm sitting there filling it up, filling it up, filling it up, yeah. filling it up. And then you're right. You come home and like, not so much. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Got to no. keep up that water intake, man. I know. It's good. You get, coats the vocal thing. 
Yeah. But you've also got that, like Arnie has said this, I've heard a bunch of people say of like you, when you're really good at screaming, you know, you can do it. It really doesn't like hurt your, that's how I know I suck at screaming too. The first of all, it sounds bad. That's the first thing. Yeah. But I always like hurt myself when I'm trying to scream. It's like, "Mm, I just can't do it. Right. Well, I will say this, getting the in-ear monitors set up that we have, like that's definitely helped me a a lot. lot. Yeah. Cause the Masuji guys, most of them have it too now. Yeah, I'm the no, one. Hold on, I'm that. the one guy. It's like I don't want them. And now Lucas is sort of. He's like, ah, oh, like half one in, one out. Yeah, th- we don't do a full band at every show. Um, mm-hmm. like the last show we didn't have it. It was just me. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I have to have it. It it helps me not blow out my voice. Sure. Because yeah. I'm able to control the the how loud I'm doing it. Yeah. Right. 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 And not blow myself out because sure. if i'm relying on the mo- the monitor mix is always fucking weird at every venue that's true well what, but you guys have your own monitor mix like, yeah i mean floor it. monitors like yes. that it's just i it's hard to get them right it's true and hard to not suck. get them to where they're already too loud and i don't know so it's like having that control of how you know loud i am it's really yeah helped. right in your ears no i get so. it man i have a hard time with them i don't know why i can't i can't hear like what i'm doing right with them it's it Lehi weirds me does out one year on and one year off a lot of people of that, do I think. a lot of people do and it's fine man it's just a preference thing it's just i i'm and i have tried so many times because friends will be like oh i just haven't had a good one no i have i actually own some really nice in-ear uh monitors yeah. but it I does feel them. weird i um, that's like not for me I've used them playing an instrument, and obviously I use them vocals, which I swear by. But I can vouch for that. If it, the feel is weird when you're doing it, when you're actually playing, you like don't feel. Yeah, you almost feel like you're in a weird bubble. Or yeah, something. right, right, it's exactly. Like, well, you're not. Yeah, you're not. You can't hear what's happening in the room. You don't feel. Yeah, you don't feel it. Yeah, it's, and it's, and you can get different kinds of monitors like open back that will let you hear the room a little bit more. There's tricks you can play like that, but yeah. in general, if you're pumping the the monitor right into your ear, you know, you're not really hearing what it's like in the room, which helps a lot. That's what you don't want to hear. It. Like you just said, I don't want to hear it in the room. I want to hear my direct, what I'm fucking doing. Now, when so you're playing that. on stage, do you like to rely on your amp for your monitoring or the monitors? Uh, for guitar, you mean? Yeah. Nah, it depends. Depends on the size of the stage and the size of the amp I'm playing. Sometimes I'll just bring my little Princeton around. Yeah, because I know you use that, but that thing doesn't, it's not no. super loud. So you I feel like. Yeah, you definitely need to amp that and I need to hear it in the wedges in the That's front. That's okay. Yeah. But if I like bearing even my deluxe, eh, and in smaller venues, you know, we played that bomb shelter with you guys. I had nothing in the monitor. I think I used the little one and nothing in the, You know, sometimes I'll play tricks like that and just move the amp closer to me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know. So then, in that case, you're using your amp for the yeah. monitor. Yeah. I kind of go back and forth. Uh, like I said, depends on the size of the room and the size of the amp. Why well, I was saying I used, to play, I used to play Mesa stuff, and I yeah. had this dual you rectifier don't need it in the fucking wedges, dude. When I played with that half stack, which before I fell off that roof and broke my back, like I uh, used to carry that hundred pound. I didn't know you broke your back. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, that's a whole. Other story. I'm dealing with a back injury too. Yeah, dude. Back injuries are the worst. Exit. Well, I can't even imagine doing this now, but I used to lug that thing up and down flights of steps. But yeah, dude, you'd wheel that thing even into a big-ass room. You don't need to mic that fucking thing up. I mean, that thing is like God screaming at you. It's loud as fuck. Yeah. Um. But yeah, anymore, I don't play with such huge amps that the the a big enough room and you do need to mic it and I probably need a monitor for it. Gotcha. Yeah. Nice. 
Yeah, and vocals. Always need a monitor for my vocals. If I'm singing, I always have to have some a wedge going you on. You don't really sing in Misuji, right? Just the covers. Okay. Yeah. It's like, I don't remember you singing. I tend to sing lead on... on well, that's not true. I say about half the covers I sing lead, and then the other I'm doing like backup, and Arnie's doing like backup on the other half. So we sing the covers together, and Tom sings a lot of the covers and some of the originals too. We've all been sort of. Uh, I missed your last show, or maybe your last two shows. Yeah, but I usually do, dude. Even when we played that at that, I think I the sang uh, probably Eleanor Ruby is the one I usually uh, sing. That's right. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. That was craziness. <laughs> well, that's so that's a holdover from Zoo. That's our other band. Yeah. That that play that festival. Yeah. And we they we played mostly covers and then like jams and we brought some of those covers with us. So yeah. those ones I always sang. Okay. I, I kind of sing the lead on it. Yeah. But Arnie still sings. We just trade off verses and stuff like that. Nice. There you yeah. Go. No, it's cool, dude. He's a great fucking singer. He's yeah. he's all over the place. Yeah, he's, he's he's got a lot of different styles and yeah, so much energy. He's very and, experimental. He always yeah. tries things, and I love it. He's like a whole extra instrument. He's in there. a creative dude for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, so are you, man. And I love you with the pedals and stuff. I mean, and Arnie plays with some pedals, but you are like the the mad genius up there with the vocal pedals, which is hard to do, dude. It's hard to do vocal pedals, give them the sound right. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it's taken a lot of trial and error. I've tried a lot of different things with it, so. I'm yeah. pretty happy with the way I have it dialed in right now. That sounds great, man. So I used to use two different microphones, like one for just dry vocals and one for oh. effective vocals, which is that was a lot. Yeah, it sounds cumbersome. Just it was restrictive to my performance. Sure. Too, because I was like holding two mics. Or having to have fisting. one. Ah, ah, ah. What I was doing is holding just one and keeping one on the stand. Oh. But then just tape them together or something. Yeah, it it just was too much streamlining and both like having all the effects. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah, I don't know. It's well, dude. However, you have it dialed in now, it sounds awesome. That MAW, dude. It's, it's with the effects loop. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I always wondered that about. Yeah, I see you with all the guitar pedals. I'm like, man, if you just put that, you know, through like a DI, that ain't gonna sound that good. No, yeah, it's it's that thing and that thing too, Has like preamp and everything. Totally, totally, yeah. yeah, and then it's it's got like a a saturation um, button in it on it too, so I can add some a little bit of grit to my vocals. Cool. So um, yeah, it's got a lot of options because aside from the effects loop, it's got two different like so it's got the one switch that has the grit. The other two I can assign two different effects, which there's like eight different effects on each switch you can pick. Yeah, dude, that's a lot. Which I end up using like a reverb, and then I usually set the other one to like a vibrato that i don't ever use it's like reverb and grit that's all i really need on, yeah. uh, aside from the sampling shit because well, you're like yeah you're, but you're also doing like repeats and stuff I yeah i'm doing that stuff with an avalanche the right? avalanche love that pedal that's Such a great a one. great pedal yeah. yeah just anything tap tempo it's like yeah easy. love the memory man you're saying that they also that- i used to use that but it uh the avalanche run is i feel like is i like it better it's it sounds better in my opinion hmm. It, I, and it's easier to control because the memory man, it's got that gain control. And it's just, it was really hard to get it to sound good with vocals compared to like getting oh, a dial sure, on guitar. Sure. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, I love it on guitar. I don't know. I'd go, I don't know which one I would great think. on guitar. It's got a really nice warm. Yeah, that's, that's usually my go-to for like an analog delay on guitar tone is the memory man. Yeah, it but sounds I, good. Some, the, the Avalanche run I've used live 
Well, I was going to say more. That's not true. Memory Man's on my board right now. But and I, that intelligent switching that the Avalanche run has, yeah. dude. Oh. Yeah, the switches are a lot nicer on that. Like, because those, I can, like, just do repeat just specific phrases just by, like, doing, like, a quick hold. And then I yeah. let go. And it's, like, yeah. I just love that intelligent switching. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, they do. They have all the cool functionality. And they just, too, like, obviously, they just feel, like, nicer. They're nicer switches. And they work on the, like, the flip side. If you have the effect on, you can, turn like, do the hold to off and then let go or whatever. And then what turns off when you let go? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Dude, a lot of the electro harmonics with like, I didn't even realize for a long time the plumes that I have. I just have the standard green plumes, but that has like a, a the hold, intelligence a hold function. Yeah. And so it's just a it's just a tube screamer knockoff. Yeah. But it's, you know, I usually just switch it on I and off. But then I found it. doing it on most of that, that uh, earthquake or shit nowadays. It's awesome. Oh, I love it, dude. Yeah, because you hold down for a second for like two notes and then turn it off. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And then some of those. Like the avalanche run, you can ch- choose whether or not the delay has tails on it or not. Yeah. So like you'll turn it on and off, but it'll still have the tails. Yeah. Or you can have it to where it's just the just hard stop, yeah. which, you know, sometimes. Depends on what you want. Yeah. I tend to, for the vocals, I tend to not have the tails. Sure. Because on certain spars, cut, spots, I want that hard cut. You know totally. what I mean? We go with that sometimes, or usually is on Arnie. He's, he's got delays going, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. And, and there's certain spots. He does a good job at putting his effects on his But vocals. he's, yeah, he's got it. well, he usually, real quick, like, you know. Yeah. And then he'll grab Tab it and silent it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt, man. I, I use a guitar. I always love the tails, but specifically, it depends on what you're trying to. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For a guitar, I definitely prefer having them on. Usually. Yeah. It depends. It depends. It's, Same yeah, thing. You're right. Sometimes you need to like cut it right now. Uh, sometimes I use a volume pedal for that. I have a volume pedal yeah. that I usually put close to the end of my chain. And it's almost always, it's not even really to like swell in a volume or anything. It's, it's mostly for that to just like cap it at the end of a song. There's, I got all this shit. I don't want to turn, turn all of it off. I just go whoop, volume yeah. down. Yeah. And it cuts it. That's what I use. That's exactly what I use mine for on my board. Yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. The silencer at the end. <laughs> yeah, Plus, yeah. And sometimes, like on parts, I know that I'm not singing during a certain part. I'll yep. Turn that so you don't have any feedback or anything. Yeah, because because obviously well, my mic is picking up all the other shit. On well, the other stage. thing I noticed is you can do shit like build up some cool feedback while it's silent, and then slowly bring it in. Or like a lot of times, guitars. If you do that on the front end and try to like come in with a chuggy thing, it it doesn't sound right. Like hitting the distortion pedal at low volumes and coming up, it's if you put it at the end because it's real chunky under there, and you're just slowly turning up the mains on this chunk. You know, this the the gradual fade works nice like that too. The other cool thing about the Avalanche Run is the tapper. Yeah. If you hold it down, it does the feedback swell. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. No, I love the swelling on that. A lot of those, you know, saying that Mercury 7 does that. The uh, Space Echo pedal, the floor pedal version does that, and I love it. I use it all the time. Nice. Does that runaway feedback if you hold the tap button down? It's like, oh. I'm a big fan of that shit. It's We could talk pedals. Controlled chaos. All fucking day, all fucking night. Oh, for sure. we did. We are almost at the two-hour mark. So, all right, cool. <laughs> we'll bro. really cut it this time. Yeah, we'll Hugo cut it. You guys, are the shit, Eric. Masuji rules. Fucking thanks for doing it, man. Next year, once we're not on hiatus, we need to get some shows on the books. Yeah, you know it. It's been too long. We will definitely do that. Last year we played with you guys was that record release show. Uh, yeah, or at, was the bomb shelter was after that? 
No, that was the before. week week before. Yeah, it was those two shows. I think that was it. We did the bomb shelter the weekend before we did the record. The record release. Was, yeah. No, man, we'll definitely we'll be back at it. You guys too. Love it the seems bomb like the shelter. Even if we make it down down there again, I fucking love that place. Yeah, dude, that was sick as fuck. Oh, dude, I'd play there again anytime. Yeah, we we've gone since that show. We've been back, I think, three other times. Yeah. Well, now that we're almost uh, upon World War Three here, we might need to be in the bomb shelter. Yeah, at dude. that time. <laughs> Yeah. It's starting to get cold though, so they put the space heaters in down there though. Once oh. it starts getting cold, uh, I'd rather play in the summer. It's or better in the sweat. summer. We played down there when it was winter though. Okay. Um, I'd rather sweat. I feel like in the bomb shelter. Yeah, we th- yeah we played down there when it had just snowed. Oh, so it was cold as fuck. One of the times we played down there, and they yeah, had, like I said, they had the fucking gas heat. propane heaters. Yeah, down there. cause dude, you're underground there. I can imagine I get cold as fuck. Yeah, but fuck, I love that venue. I know Pueblo is so cool, and that venue is cool. I've talked about it on the show a couple times. Yeah, yeah, dude, Pueblo is the shit. I'm always well, telling people to go play there. Maybe we'll make it back down there somewhere. We'll definitely play together soon. And thanks for doing it. All right, later, brother. All right, peace. <laughs>